When you need mealtime inspiration, it's worth Shopping Kroger, where you'll find over 30,000 mouth-watering choices that excite your inner foodie. And no matter what tasty choice you make, you'll enjoy our everyday low prices, plus extra ways to save, like digital coupons worth over $600 each week. You can also save up to $1 off per gallon at the pump with fuel points. More savings and more inspiring flavors make Shopping Kroger worth it every time. Kroger, fresh for everyone. Fuel restrictions apply. Cuz, Cuzaroo, Cuzaroo, Slapperoonie. Are you a boner guy? It's showtime. W A T P. Hello, Rubber Dicks and Cuzaroos. Welcome to another episode of Who Are These Podcasts, the only show that peacefully protests your shitty podcasts with violent rage. I'm your host, Carl. With me this week, making his WATP debut, the host of That Larry Show, it's Larry Blydner. Larry, what's happening, buddy? Yo, Carl, baby, how are you? I am doing fantastic. So happy to talk to you. I never do this, but I have to tell you that I have been binging your show recently. Really? And I absolutely love it. Thank you. That Larry show is fantastic. You did an episode a few months ago about marketing that cracked me up. I shared it with everyone at my uh, marketing agency. Oh, cool. Well, I'm very flattered. Thank you. <laughs> yeah. Do, do they do they hate me now? <laughs> uh, probably. <laughs> probably, yeah. <laughs> you are not a fan of marketing, which I thought was hilarious. Uh, go to whoarethese.com to get our email address, voicemail number, link to our subreddit, link to the Discord server, link to our merchandise, and link to our Patreon featuring a new bonus episode every single month. In fact, we're going to do another bonus episode next week so we're churning them out more often than usual also we encourage our listeners to give us a five-star review on itunes and then shit all over us in the comments section coming up later vic who likes to read the reviews will be on she got her first dick pic from a watp listener and patreon subscriber so that's important news we got to get to but first today we'll be reviewing a podcast called the perez hilton podcast this was a suggestion that came over from michael lee we have both listened to the show separately. We have not discussed it with each other beforehand. Let's get into it. This is a show hosted by Perez Hilton and Chris Booker. And I believe, Larry, you listened to a few episodes of this podcast. Is that correct? I did. And yeah. I'll be sending you a, an invoice for that. <laughs> yeah, for your time. I'm sorry about that. Wow. <laughs> no, t- um, my ears are melting. Jesus Christ. That's rough duty, this, uh, this Perez Hilton guy. Yeah, what, did I didn't you, even know he was like even still around a thing. I mean, I kind of recall him for what, like maybe the late '90s or something. And he had a he had a blog, right? And he he do this hideous pictures. He'd, he'd like you know Photoshop, did like shit, crude Photoshop, like pouring coke out of Paris Hilton's nose and stuff like that. And yeah, saying, oh, and everything. What the? Fuck? And I'm really thinking this fucking guy is a podcast. So I was I was very curious to uh, to see what he sounded like because I had no idea. No. Well, the last time I heard Perez Hilton, he was fingering Benji Bronx's ass on Howard Stern. So that's the only <laughs> thing that I know about Perez Hilton. I don't really know a lot about this guy except for what you said. He was a blogger and he used to like out people for being gay. And now he's like apologized for that and changed his life. So this guy hosts a show that's all about celebrity gossip. And the gossip that's going on right now is not that impressive. This is the hot gossip going on in Perez's life right now. Here's a a clip. 
I just mm-hmm. left a comment that said unfollowed XO or X just <laughs> unfollowed and an X. And then so many people were like leaving shit me for saying unfollowed. I'm like, uh, I wanted attention too. And I, 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 <laughs> I genuinely unfollowed her. I didn't call her any nasty names. I just said unfollowed. Right. Yeah, that's not too bad. This is what we're talking about is his interactions on social media is pretty much what he talks about on the show. I went out and unfollowed someone and then people gave me nasty comments like, wow, that's amazing, Perez. Really good stuff. Some hot gas. Yeah, yeah. It's really a lot of it. He's really reaching there. He's really scraping the bottom of that uh, already (laughs) sort of empty barrel. Did you know who the fuck even cares about the Kardashians? He talks about them all the time. Are they still a thing? I don't know. I don't know either. He talked about the Kardashians every episode I listened to. Yeah. It was like a big thing. And I see the fucking Kardashians. You know, I live in the San Fernando Valley and see them cruising around their Bentleys and stuff. And nobody gives a shit in L.A. They really don't. Yeah, people are are over it. You know, what time's dinner? You know, it's like. (laughs) (laughs) Right. (laughs) Well, do you have a a clip that you wanted to play that maybe summed up the show or something that you thought was uh, at least interesting to talk about? Um. Well, you know, I, I, I got to tell you, I, when I first heard the guy's voice, I thought it, it, is he got on Richard Simmons as a guest because they're almost identical. It's like he's cha- cha- challenging that guy or, or, or channeling, rather. I was expecting him to start doing deal a meal. Very <laughs> 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 fucking weird, you know? They sound exactly the same. So, uh, so this is your Richard Simmons uh, clip that you sent over. God made two kinds of people, those who love food and those who don't. And clearly they think alike, you know, because because some people obviously don't love food and they, you know, I guess maybe the anorexics or something. I don't fucking know. It's just they're so bizarre. They're, they 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 really are very similar types, you know, I, I think. I thought that the way Perez Hilton talks makes Richard Simmons sound like Vin Diesel. Perez Hilton is so <laughs> over the top with this gay affect. It's ridiculous. <laughs> And his sidekick, this uh, this Chris Booker dude. Yeah, uh, I'm trying to kind of get a handle on. So he was like, a, he's been an AM FM DJ bouncing around the country for for a while, and and I guess he it's I saw that he was like a side man on Howard as well for a while. Is that true? Oh, I don't know. I did, I never heard him on on Howard, but he did work at K Rock, uh, which yeah. was Howard's station. So maybe, maybe as soon as Howard went to Sirius, it was over for me. I said, nah, I'm done. So I've I've missed I've missed decades of Howard lore. Well, but there's not, nothing going on now. Howard's yeah, I mean, I've heard you. I heard your, your thing on the Stuttering John. There was a lot of you know overspray from Howard and stuff, and it was interesting to catch up through your show. And you guys did a great job on it. And I, I got to say, also, I love. I just I couldn't stop laughing with what you guys did to uh, that NPR thing. <laughs> oh, social distance assistance! Fucking awesome! Oh what my the god! Fuck it was so that? much fun. Oh well, thank yeah. you very much. I appreciate that. So one of the things that I noticed about Perez Hilton and his style of this gossiping is that because he's now a celebrity, he wants all of the celebrity gossip to be about him. And he makes everything about him. And this poor poor Chris Booker guy, he tried to tell a story and listen to how Perez makes the conversation about him again. This is the weirdest transition for like a radio show. New York, Philadelphia, Los Angeles, some small markets in between close to those cities, but it's a lot. It's a lot of moving. So it gets on you a little bit. Well, I'm doing great too. (laughs) 
Good. <laughs> That's not an edit that I made. That's literally I, Perez was tuned out and just like, can we talk about me now? We've been talking about you for way too long. I, you know what? I laughed my fucking head off when I heard that. I, and I thought, I, I hope Carl pulls this one because I thought it was so. Because he said to me, he gave me this, this very hard. How are you? Tell me, how are you, Chris? Mm-hmm. You know, and so Chris proceeds to tell him and then it's right back to me. You know, it's fucking hysterical. Oh, he it's goes just, on. Yeah. He goes on to scold him for talking too much. You've done yes. a lot of talking today. <laughs> yeah. How about that? Usually it's uh, you that's diary at the mouth that people yell at you for doing it. Maybe I people know. Yell, yell at me this Oh my god, I was bored shitless for the last five minutes. <laughs> he says it in a joking manner, but he was yeah. not joking. He's like, Chris, if no. you ever talk that long again on this show, so help me fucking God. I don't want to no. hear it. Just uh just amazing. Uh, does he have a big audience? I mean, what's I have no idea. What's uh... well, it's interesting you say that because in one of these episodes, I didn't clip it. One of these episodes they tell people you have to promote our show. You got to put it on social media. You got to tell your friends. And they say, if you don't do that, we can't justify doing the show, which tells me they don't have a lot of listeners. Mm. Be my guess. Yeah. Yeah. Well, it's interesting. He's on some kind of a, I guess it's like a syndicated podcast network. It's podcast one thing, right? Yeah. So they start off, the, it's front loaded with some, some spots, right? Yep. And, and as I listened, I thought, who the fuck is doing these media buys? Because <laughs> the first thing I hear is an ad for Napa Auto Parts. And I thought, I bet I'm the only fucking guy listening to this show who's ever set foot in a Napa Auto store. I mean, like, <laughs> <laughs> I think you're right about that. And that's a good point. They're on Podcast One, which is Adam Carolla's network. And Adam Carolla uh, probably talks to some car guys who are going to, like, yeah. Yeah, you know, they're going to turn the wrench a few times. Yeah. Bless Hilton listeners. Not so much. They're not underneath no. the hood all that often. Yeah, they dial Ubers. They don't. They don't. They don't even own cars. Well, I heard a spot for. I think it's like you, you. One of those things where you make the meals at home, like a Blue Apron or something like that. Yeah. And I have to pick apart the ad copy a little bit, if you don't mind. Here's the clip. Do it. You can have a home cooked meal in as few as fifteen to thirty minutes. When you say in as few as, you do not need to put a range in. When you say in as few as 15 to 30 minutes, I think you mean 30 minutes. Because why would you say it in as few as 15 and that's the end of the statement? It's not that there aren't a lot of meals you can make in 15 minutes is what I'm gathering from that ad copy. (laughs) And I want to know what that meal is. I guess that's probably what triggered the Richard Simmons thing in my mind. Maybe. The deal of meal thing, you know. So bizarre. I want to talk about his transitions into the ad reads uh, because there is an ad read up front or, or an ad spot up front, but he can't do it on the fly. He's not talented enough to actually segue into an ad read. So he obviously pre-records them or post-records them, and then they put them in, in post-production, and it's awkward as fuck. Uh, he apologized for that, saying that his DJ that was doing this live stream just went deep into his archive and that um, he's got nothing but love for his friend. Blah, 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 hmm. blah, blah. Have you, like me been sidetracked with your health during the quarantine <laughs> it's so difficult to follow what's going on right there it's like mid-sentence <laughs> it's fucking incredible the worst segue <laughs> in all of broadcasting podcasts i mean not even a fucking sounder in between it's just like somebody yeah. smacked him in the head put him on another channel he's talking about something else <laughs> yes. fucking unbelievable 
Yeah. And that, by the way, that ad that he's doing right there for this daily mm. harvest thing, this yeah. is, this, I got to play a little part of the ad copy here. This is news to me. Daily Harvest is committed also to minimizing their environmental impact. That's why they are in the process of transitioning. So wait, companies are now transitioning? You could be a <laughs> non-binary company? Like, how woke is this fucking target audience? Don't I'm worry. So. I know that we've done some bad things. We have some sweatshops running in China, but we're transitioning. Oh, okay. Yeah. Well, then I don't have any problems then. We're good. It's, it's insane. And he's just a, as bad, Carl, on the other side of that thing. When the, when, you know, when, the, uh, when the ad copies up, the one I heard was an ad for Geico, of all things. And uh, when he was finished talking, you know, doing the ad, it just, it just, it just kind of skipped a groove on the, on the, uh, on the platter, and it was back to his chatter without any, any bumper whatsoever. It's like, what the fuck? Very, very odd. But whatever. Congratulations to Jason Derulo. People were writing articles about that one video where his teeth were knocked out, but it was fake. His teeth didn't really knock out. Whatever. Do you own or rent your home? Sure you do. And I bet it can be hard work. I know it is for me. But you know what's easy? Bundling policies with GEICO. GEICO makes it easy to bundle your homeowner's or renter's insurance along with your auto policy. It's a good thing, too, because you already have so much to do around your home. Go to GEICO.com, get a quote, and see how much you could save. It's GEICO easy. Visit Geico.com today. That's G-E-I-C-O.com. Geico.com. On to a Bachelor alum. Do you remember Amanda Stanton? Mm, I'd have to see the picture. No, I don't. Has this guy ever heard another radio show or podcast? Does he not know that's not how this is done? It's terrible. <laughs> Because Larry, now, let me ask you something. I was never like, you know, Dallas, you, you, you're more d- dialed into this stuff than I am by far, Carl. Has he made a fuck ton of money? I mean, did his, was his blog very, very profitable? I mean, what's what's his deal? Because he's been at this stuff a long time, I guess. I honestly, I didn't do a lot of research on Perez Hilton today. I, I ran out of time. <laughs> it's just it's just too nice outside to, to worry about yeah. that. I don't know. But the guy has been doing this for decades now. So I imagine mm. he's got a few bucks. Yeah. Yeah. I mean, in one of his conversations with his co-host, I heard him bitching about the temperature of his swimming pool. And- <laughs> well, there you go. There you go. And I think he's got another crib in Palm Springs or something. I don't know. So I guess uh, he's not missing any meals. So I guess he's doing all right. I just, ah. think it's, I just think it's funny when I hear when you do the read yourself, the whole point is to work it into the show. You're a radio guy, Larry. You, you know this. Like when you do yeah. a read, you want to make it seem like it's part of the content of the show. He does the read, but does not make it seem like it's part of the show at all. It's so awkward. It's like, well, just play a 30-second spot then or a 60-second spot if you're just going to pop it in in the middle of a sentence. What's the difference? <laughs> what do you think his show prep is like for this? I mean, because <laughs> as far as celeb gops, gossip goes, like I used to check out, and it was pretty goddamn funny, was Gawker, right, yeah. delisted. Yeah. I don't even know if those sites are still around, but there were some serious yaks to be had cruising through those. You know, but he just basically pulls up uh, clips, I guess, from I don't know where and just says, you know, fucking Paris Hilton just un- unfriended uh, uh, Nicole Brown Simpson. Yeah, it's it's so weird. I mean, I don't understand. And then then he's on to the next one. Hold it's- on. Before you go any further, I actually have that story. This is the most insane. I, I don't follow celebrity gossip. So when I hear this, shit, I'm like, this no. is what we're talking about. <laughs> Listen to this. But speaking of Taylor Swift and social media, Ariana Grande 
unfollowed Taylor on Instagram. Really? Who gives a shit? Who gives a shit? How could you possibly care about that? I'll bet you, though, there are listeners out there that just fucking grab their phones and check it out immediately. Like, oh, my God, why'd you do that? I want this story. Well, Inquiring minds want to know, right? They're 12 years old. But, yeah, I'm sure there's a couple people who did that. Do that. There's got to be. There's got to be. I don't, I don't understand that. I have another <laughs> example here of Perez making it about himself. Mm. Uh, also, music news, Camila Cabello opens up, has opened up about having OCD. And relentless anxiety. Hmm. I think I have that too. Uh, whatever. You're supposed to be reporting the information. Instead, he's like, I can relate to that. Let's talk about me some more. Like, oh, fuck. And how do you even do any say anything about Maria Cabello and not, you know, mention that she's incredibly hot looking? You know, gives a shit about anything, but how she looks. <laughs> well, I think Perez is a gay I, man. I think that's probably doesn't matter for Perez. No, no. But even so, I mean, some gay dudes do have an appreciation for hot chicks, but I guess he's not one of them. I guess not, because at one point he calls someone out for something that I've never heard of this before. This is news to me. And this okay. excuse that so many people use, like, oh, I'm bisexual. I can't be homophobic. He's mad at some chick for calling out a gay guy or something. Mm-hmm. And he goes, and her excuse is that she's bisexual. And that's what everyone's excuse is. I'm like, I've never heard someone use that excuse when they've yeah. said a homophobic thing. It's like, no, it's cool. I'm bisexual. I can, I can <laughs> totally say that. F slurs for days. I'm bisexual. It's fine. Who, who's ever said that? No. News to me. Very, very odd. What else He's, you got uh, uh, on the board here, Larry? There's uh, one... Um... Uh, just, I mean, just, you know, you've got a soundboard, which is very cool. And I thought to myself, you know, I, I occasionally slam some things into my shows, some, some effects and quotes and so forth. And this one, this one about, uh, ingest frivolity. I thought I, I could, I'd like to make that a thing. Do you, do you have that? I do. Here just you because, go. And it's apropos of nothing, but it's, it's, it's fucking insane. Listen to that. It's important to take a break and to ingest frivolity yeah <laughs> and what flavor would that be what shape is it coming is it sliced or is it chunks or wedges <laughs> i know hey, he said something in an episode that i was listening to that i wanted to call out as well and i think it's along the same line as what you're thinking with that on to um other trivial stupidity it's like let's interesting trivial stupidity would actually be a really good title for this show it's kind of sums it all up doesn't it let's adjust some frivolity and listen to some trivial stupidity yeah that would work sum it up nice yeah i mean they're interchangeable as taglines or show titles or whatever you want to do it could be a could be a board game too. He's all through with it. Trivial stupidity. I always kill at that game. I've always won that game. Oh, I love it. Fuck yeah! And then the guy. I, I don't know how how he connected with this. There was some talk during the show, maybe in one of the other ones I listened to about uh, in a in a in a rare moment of generosity. Perez actually said, uh, "I think I'm going to rename this show the the Perez Hilton and." What's his name? Chris, uh, Chris Booker. Chris Booker. And Chris yeah. Booker show. I said, wow. Don't hold your breath, Chris. <laughs> yeah, right. <laughs> that's just, you know, that's just a, a one-off. Not going to happen. I loved when Perez started talking about music. And it starts mm. off 
by him asking Booker if they can listen to a song on the podcast. Can we play a song and not get in trouble? No. No? Well, let's just you and I listen to the new Gaga and Ariana Grande song. Well, that's retarded. Well, that's not what you... That's not how you run a show. You know what? We're going to go watch a movie. We'll be back in a minute. You guys can't watch yeah. it. We're going to listen to some music. Yeah. Like, well, But you're doing a show, right? You're going to go listen to a song. Yeah. So then... Perez comes back and starts dropping some music knowledge on us. And remember, Perez is famous because he used to draw cum on people's faces and post it on the internet. But he knows a lot about music, too. It's not a dance song. It's a pop song. The original demo was a dance song. Then they turned it into a pop song. And a pop song, the chorus is all of it, the, the song is all about the chorus. It seems to me like you're an expert, Mark. So I didn't follow that. At all? Not at all. I, no. I didn't know no, that, that was secular. the difference between a, the a dance song was. and a pop song. But he goes on to talk about Billie Eilish and Billie Eilish's music. Are you familiar with Billie Eilish, Larry? Yeah, sure. Sure. So here, this is his hot take on Billie. One of the reasons why I love Billie Eilish so much, her music is very complicated. There's a lot happening on the surface level and then buried underneath. It's like all these little Easter eggs. There's... You would think he was talking about the Beatles' magical mystery tour, the way he's describing her music. There's so many layers and nuances. You discover something new every time you listen. Here's an example of a new song by Billie Eilish called Everything I Wanted. And tell me if there's a lot of uh, weird Easter eggs and layers to this. I had a yeah. dream. I got everything I wanted. Not what you think. And if I'm being honest, it might have been a nightmare To anyone who might care Thought I could fly, fly, fly. Oh, there's a delay pedal there on the vocals. Wow. It's, uh, it's a piano with a kick drum. I, I'm not picking up on all this nuance. Yeah, I'll have my Easter egg uh, sunny side up. I mean, well, <laughs> so, so What's he talking bizarre. about? He is in L.A. and and you know I heard you mention one of your other shows and it was it was so true, Carl. How everybody in L.A. they have to talk about the fucking traffic yeah. and what town they're in, and so nobody gives a shit. Even people in L.A. don't give a shit. And he has to sort of do the thing like, um, you know, he's a he's a Renaissance man. He knows his music. And he knows his film. And he certainly knows how to segue from from commercials to uh, the regular show. Yeah, it's weird that you can become a person who thinks that they understand all of art. Like he's able to yeah. judge all of art. It's like, no, you're just into celebrity gossip. It's very different from being someone whose opinion we give a shit about. I don't, yeah. I don't care if you like Ariana Grande's new song. I just want to know, did she unfollow Taylor Swift or not? That's all I need to know from you. That's it. That's it. Cheers, yeah. Louise. <laughs> Sorry, I had this drop it just cracked me up. Cheese Louise. Uh, keeping that on the board. That's fucking funny. <laughs> yeah, keep that. That's a keeper for sure. <laughs> the celebrity gossip thing, I mean, shit, I don't know. It seems it almost seems to me like it's either it's either it's either sort of uh, um, diminished over the years or maybe it's hiding someplace I'm not seeing it. But it just doesn't seem like there's so much emphasis on that anymore. Yeah, I don't see, like, Us Weekly and shit when I'm at the grocery yeah. store like I used to. Yeah, yeah. 
Maybe I mean, it's because everyone's life is on Instagram, so you don't have to snap these photos anymore. It's like, oh, you want to see me in a bikini? Go to my Instagram page. I'm in a bikini on my Instagram. Okay, well, I, I don't need Us Weekly anymore, and we're good. Yeah. Yeah, maybe that's it. I don't, I don't know. It's very odd. Very odd. It's it's a it's a it's like it's kind of uh, listening to his show is like being dropped from a chopper into some, you know, some other planet. I mean, really, it, it really, I only understood or or was hip to maybe fifty percent of the people he was referencing. So I guess I, I'm really out of it. I felt the exact same way because I don't want to pretend that I know who any of these people are, but he calls out Booker in this in this clip I'm about to play, and I thought this was yeah. odd possible way like if you would have and they're talking about i guess chloe kardashian a lot of kardashian talk i guess chloe kardashian got some plastic surgery on her face or something and she looks different they're talking about that possible way like if you would have put the picture in front of me and said i'll give you 20 bucks if you could tell me who this is i would just i'd have been like i don't know madison beer i i would have come up with like one of those wacky names of people that i have no idea who they are that's what i would have guessed i would never have guessed a kardashian how do you even know who madison beer is i'm a man of the town perez i know who everybody oh now i'm not gonna pretend i knew who madison beer was i had to look her up i didn't know but she is a 21-year-old recording artist with over 19 million followers on Instagram. This guy's only job is to follow celebrities. And Perez goes, how do you even know about this person? What are you talking about? And by the way, she's smoking hot, Larry. I think it's important that I really? point this out. Check out Madison Beer. I'm going to do that right now. Yeah, I, I would recommend it. You mentioned that it feels like you were dropped into a reality that you've never been in before. I want to yeah. say... You know how you know that you're a loser if you've ever done this. Enter promo code Perez. If you are looking for a discount on a product and you're using the promo code Perez, I don't know how you live your life. You and I are different people. Really? Oh, Madison is. Wow. Yeah. She's got it going on. Yeah. She really does. And, and, and what a great last name. Gee, I know. Not to like there. Oh, there's, no, there's nothing to so What does she do? She's a recording artist? She sings? She it? sings, yeah. I guess when she was yeah. 13, she put out a YouTube video of her singing some song, and Justin Bieber tweeted it. And I, I think that's how people get famous these days, when Justin Bieber retweets you. God. <laughs> to retweet me, man. Yeah, she's... <laughs> she's, uh, she's okay. I, I get this, yeah. Do you want to uh, talk yeah, about Madison I mean, Beer just, instead of Perez Hilton? Because I'm fine with that. <laughs> yeah. Uh, I, I was in the grocery store some years ago and Khloe Kardashian was uh, right in front of me. Okay. Um, and this is pre-masks and virus and all this shit. And, I remember that. Uh, she, looked, she looked perfectly... She, she did not sort of look like some, you know, whatever, Hollywood, whatever. She looked like a, an ordinary chick. And she sort of looked at me and smiled like, yeah, it's me. You know, <laughs> it was really, just weird. It was did you, weird. Did you and uh, they, get a selfie with her and an autograph? No, 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 no. I just, just smiled back and, you know, she went she went on her way. I was I was like the, um, let's see, there was Chloe and then there was a Kim, of course, the most famous. And then the other one was actually the hottest looking one. I can't remember what her name is. And uh, seen her around town a bunch of times too, so... It's really what a what a wild empire. Think of you know. I heard Perez and uh, and that guy arguing over whether they, one of them was a billionaire or not. Right. Um, um, you know who gives a shit. Um, but to think that there's this there's this there's this vast financial empire, whether it's worth you know billions or millions, is no matter. Founded on 
if you really trace back the DNA, people say, well, it was, you know, founded on a sex tape, and that's true, but actually it was founded on a guy. The old man was buddies with OJ. You know, right. he represented him in court. So, you know, if OJ hadn't almost beheaded two people uh, in Brentwood all those years ago, no one would probably know who they are. You know, it's funny you say that because people always say, if I had a time machine, I'd go back and I'd, I'd kill baby Hitler. And it sounds like a good premise. You, you, you might say like, oh, I would tell Nicole yeah. Brown Simpson not to be home that night. But you don't realize the chain reaction that, that would set off. Like maybe having Hitler was a good thing for the long term, just like how OJ killing his wife and, and her boyfriend gave us the Kardashians. Like you, you got to realize that there's, exactly. there's trade-offs in life. So, you know, bad things happen and good things come of it. I guess I'm just Absolutely. giving advice to I mean, anyone with a time machine. Just don't, just don't go willy-nilly changing things is my point. Yes. Yes, you can't you can't fuck with time. That was proven in uh, Back to the Future. Just leave it alone. Just leave it alone. Leave it Although, alone. if we could stop 9/11 so that the TSA never existed, that I think yeah. would be a worthy cause. Yeah. <laughs> that yeah. I'd be yeah. okay with. with that. Yeah. <clears throat> I agree. Yeah. <laughs> this is by this is how I sum up the Perez Hilton podcast. It's kind of boring to me. That's <laughs> <laughs> that's the clip that sums it up for me <laughs> yeah um he just says such weird things he's got sort of, such, such an odd way of putting things like there's another quote i pulled about he was talking about some i don't again a, you know a madison beer someone i've never heard of but he, was, he said something about it it's a stain on her career i'm thinking who the fuck says that what a weird thing to say um yeah i have very the, very i have the clip here yeah. Um, on to some TV news. I'm going to say that this will leave a huge stain on her career. Like, so, like red wine, grape juice, blood. What, what would that stain be? The um, only person who has to worry about stains is Bill Clinton. That's the that's only it. guy who's ever had a stain on his yeah. career. Yeah. Really fuck things I, up. Yeah. <laughs> and by the way, the... I thought Perez Hilton was like this guy who was really scathing and said some nasty shit, which I can get into. If you're yeah. going to go put people on blast, I'm listening to that. This is about as scathing as it gets with this guy. First of all, she's a really good looking, privileged white woman. Whoa. Talking about Juana mm. Del Rey. Whoa. Yeah. Shots Whoa. fired. Watch out. Yeah, I in one of the other episodes he went off pretty pretty uh, viciously on this. Uh, who's this YouTuber guy that got locked up at a riot? <clears throat> um, that was his name. Shit, I can't remember. Uh, I, it, it, was, it was all over Twitter for an hour. Was it Dick Masterson? Um, I, I don't know. No, it wasn't Dick Masterson. <laughs> okay. No, it could, could have been though. Couldn't I? He was down there skating around. He got shot um, a couple times. Huh? He got he got hit with a couple of rubber bullets down in LA. Yeah, it's yeah. Impressive. He's got his Heidelberg scars now. Good for him. That's awesome. Um, yeah. But anyway, with some some YouTube guy, I don't know who the fuck he is, and, and he he was down there, and he said he was doing journalism. But boy, uh, Perez just went apeshit. I guess he's jealous of his numbers or something because it was. Uh, you know, that fucking piece of shit. He's not a journalist. What was he doing there? Bah, 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 bah. He was. Uh, he he unholstered pretty. Uh, Oh, okay. I didn't hear that episode. I didn't. Yeah, I, actually I, go I, sorry, it's another, another episode. But yeah, I guess, I guess, I guess maybe he's had some kind of a a change, right? Because you said earlier on he used to out people, and he was really kind of a vicious prick. And yeah, has that that been his his arc of his person persona or something? He's I think gentle, so. Perez. I, yeah, I think what happened was in order to become famous, you have to be. It's it's actually parallel to Howard Stern. 
you know, you start off by just saying whatever you want to say and people take notice because you're like, whoa, this guy's fucking blasting everyone. And then you get to a point where now you're like at that level and you want to be friends with those people instead of getting famous for using using their name. I think that's yeah. where Perez Hilton has gotten to now where he's hoping to get invited to parties with these people. So he's not going to necessarily talk a lot of shit. Oh, yeah. it's It certainly sounds that way as if he's, you know, Howard Stern is basically an audio version of uh, the Ellen show. Now. Right, right. Uh, yes. You know, um, and then the stuttering John thing. That was fascinating that that, um, that you did. You took him. And he's another guy I see around town. Oh, uh, you do? How terrible oh, yeah, he drinks... does he look? Huh? How What's bad that? does he look right now? He looks terrible. I've not seen him, Carl, in two or three years. Okay. Um, last time there's a uh, there's a saloon on Ventura Boulevard where uh, Bruno Mars got his start, actually. I wonder if it'll reopen because it's been closed forever because mm-hmm. uh, of this virus nonsense. Um, and I used to see John in there now and then. Um, never spoke to the guy. You know, he he always looked like he was kind of out of it when I when I saw him. Like he'd had he'd had his he'd had enough. Um, so, but I you know, he could have just been dazed and confused. But Although yeah, he looked he, he looked he kind of bedraggled. He has a drinking problem for sure. Yeah, yeah. People so. put in clips of him on our subreddit, and I was watching one the other day where he was a guest on someone else's show. And it's just like a YouTube mm-hmm. show. It's got had a couple hundred views. It's not a big deal. But he's yeah. on this show, and he's drinking a beer. It's like, I know it was on live, so I think it was like 2 in the afternoon or something. And he's drinking a beer, and he's obviously drunk. And the woman's trying to have a conversation with him, and he's just getting sidetracked. They bump him. You know how like, guests will get bumped? It happened to live sure. on the show. They're like, oh, here's this other person. And sure. John had to get up and and leave so that that guy could sit down in the middle of their conversation. It was so funny. <laughs> he's become such a mess. Now, listen, you, you've clearly kept up with the stern lore over the years, and I have not. And my yeah. question when I was listening to your show, which was a Dynamite episode also, I might add, what the fuck happened to... His stutter. I mean, I've never heard of anyone being cured of that. Do you know? He doesn't stutter anymore. He does still stutter, but... Really? Yes, he does. He has a hard time with R's. So when he's going to say, like, Robin Quivers, he'll go, (laughs) Robin Quivers. He does do that thing still. Okay. But it's... I don't know. I, I I don't think he's been cured of it. Oh, he has right. so many other problems, though, that the stuttering was charming. He should just bring yeah. it back. He should just pretend he has a stutter. Kind of yeah, like when kinda... uh, that South Park where Cartman pretended he couldn't control the words that he was saying. Yes. He should just do that. Yeah. Like yeah it's kind of like he abandoned his brand. I guess he probably worked <laughs> on it and somehow, you know, whacked the I mean, sharp edges off it. So he's got it. Because in the clips you played, I didn't notice any stuttering at all. And he sounded yeah. like he was articulating just fine. I thought, holy shit, was this guy, was he putting it on all those years? Or. So. Well, I think the other thing is, not to get like really into the fucking psyche of Stuttering John, but he used to stutter because they would put him out in these scenarios where he's talking to a celebrity and asking him ridiculous questions, which mm-hmm. probably made him nervous. And sure. now yeah. he's drunk in his living room talking on YouTube. So it's a very yeah. different scenario probably yeah. than yeah. being confronted with somebody face to face and saying things that they might punch you for. Yeah. Well, you know, his segments were, I got to say, some of the funniest stuff that Howard ever did. No, no, they, and, uh, they were great. And they were they great were, because yeah. Fred and Howard wrote the jokes for John. Mm-hmm. That was the secret to John's success is yes. that he was just the guy who went in those ridiculous scenarios and said yeah. the jokes that they told him to say. Yeah. 
Yeah, there, in, there was some some comedy classic stuff. In, in fact, there's a guy, Jackie Marlowe, who supplies me with lots of great information and clips. He sent me something yesterday from 1989 where Stuttering John, it was Robin's birthday. They're celebrating Robin's birthday, and Stuttering John wrote a song for her. So he comes in. This is like a 24-year-old Stuttering John Melendez. He comes in. He's you know He's got his tape. He's all excited. Yeah, I wrote this song. It's great. And they start playing it, and it's just all racial slurs. There's nothing funny about it. No one laughs at it at all. And they stop playing it. I think after the first chorus, they're like, all right, they just move on to something else. Like John is not a funny person. He never has been. But if Fred Norris is writing stuff for him or Howard's telling him what to do, or if they're goofing on him, like the only funny thing John's ever said is goofing on Gary Delabate about how big his teeth are, which is something that everybody else has done. It's not difficult to get a laugh when you're goofing on Gary for having big teeth. It's it's not impressive. I'm getting way sidetracked. Speaking of people who suck at broadcasting, this is Perez (laughs) Hilton trying to get a sentence out because he had to interrupt his co-host with nothing. But I don't think she's worth anywhere near any of that. I was just thinking of this. I just had a brain fart. Sorry. (laughs) My brain escaped for a minute there. All right. So this is is what we're talking about with Perez Hilton. (laughs) He's describing... This time that he was on like a reality show or something, and I I think it was like a weight loss challenge or something, the way Mm -hmm. he was describing it. And he says that he shit himself and explains that that this is a genetic thing. So I'm going to play this clip, but then I want to get your take on it, Larry. I wouldn't say it happens all the time, but I got it from my mother, my mom, and I on occasion shit ourselves it just fucking happens (laughs) he's clearly fishing for sponsors he figures you know depends adult diapers will weigh right in that must be it can you imagine if you shit yourself you're like yeah but it's just genetics i mean what are you gonna do my mother does it too that's so nice yeah come on come on come on out here take a dump yeah i know thanks a lot steamer live she's like i told you that private you asshole trying to make you feel better about yourselves So then Perez goes on to say that they accused him during this weight loss reality show of taking laxatives because he shit himself. So you might assume the guy's on laxatives, whatever. I don't give a fuck. But because he is so devoid of actual controversy and gossip at this point, this is what he's talking about on his show. Like if they published that thing about me taking the laxatives, like I could straight up sue them because I didn't and there's no proof and it never fucking happened. He's going to sue someone for saying that he took laxatives. There's, you're devoid of drama in your life. That's what you're going to sue somebody over? How could you say yeah. I was taking laxatives? Who cares? Who could possibly well, why care? Is, I don't, well, I don't understand it. I mean, I mean, who gives a shit, right? I mean, you could see if, if somebody said, well, you're, you know, you're a, I don't know, you're a pedophile or you're some, some <laughs> yeah. heinous thing, but yeah, I, I took X-lax. Well, who the fuck cares? I mean, why is that? A, is that a punishable offense or something? Why would that? Uh, I don't even get that. And my question was when I heard that is that. Was it, is that, do people do that to lose weight or something or he's just constipated? Yeah. I don't, I don't think that that helps you lose weight. I, I don't I, know. It doesn't make any sense to me. By the way, speaking no. of that, do you see this thing with Lenny Dykstra where uh, you can no longer libel because he has no, he doesn't have a reputation anymore. So yeah. th- he tried to sue Ron Darling for saying that he yelled out racial slurs to a pitcher in the 86 World Series. And, oh, and the judge came back and said, you cannot sue. Because you do not have a reputation that you need to uphold. So Lenny Dykstra, you can say anything you want about this guy. He can't sue you now. 
because of this just court order. Hysterical. That's yeah. so funny, man. Talk <laughs> about uh, a, 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 one of the great sports parables of all time, man. Uh, um, Lenny Nails. What is it? They call him Nails uh, something, right? Nails. Is that his nickname? Yeah, it was Nails, yeah. Yeah, and uh, that guy was just the top of the world. And um, I, I remember he, he invested a fortune. He was worth a lot of dough. Yeah. And I worked in the magazine business for quite a long time and realized, you know, at some point, this this shit's dead, man. This is really over. Mm-hmm. And right that's right about the time Lenny sunk almost his entire fortune into starting a fucking magazine. I thought, oh. what's wrong with this guy? He must have gotten beamed too many times at the plate, you know. Yeah, he lost it all. And, and he lost it all. And, it, it, and I knew someone that knew him. And there was a time when he was actually sleeping in his car in Los Angeles. Yeah, those uh, were called the good the, old days. <laughs> it's even worse yeah. now. Yeah, which I think I always thought that like Major League Ball provided pretty good pensions for these guys and stuff. I thought, wow, how did that happen? But you never know. Uh, you know. would think he'd be able to sign a couple fucking autographs and at least a yeah. apartment. He's fucking exactly. Lenny Dykstra, for Christ's sake. Yeah. Never I, believed Jim Cramer either. He called Lenny one of the great investors of all time. So watch out what, what Jimbo says. <sighs> Jim Cramer's a fucking idiot. He says he's, so many stupid so, things. He's so crazy shit. Yeah. <laughs> uh, so this is this is an amazing clip that I have right here because we talked about how Perez makes everything about him. He's gotten to a point where he can have a conversation with his co-host without his co-host even participating in it. So the question is, is two months in prison enough for Lori Lachlan? You obviously are going to say yes, and I say yes, too. It's, it's That's amazing. Like, Larry, I don't have to have you on the show. I'm like, hey, by the way, what Larry would have said here is this, and now I'm going to keep talking, and now Larry would have said something funny, and now I'm going to keep going. Like, what the, let the guy talk. <laughs> he should just have uh, his co-host wear a ball gag. It is not his head, and he'll... <laughs> Perez will say what needs to be said. <laughs> Jeez, Louise. <laughs> That's a good sounder. Keep, By the way, sounding. I just want to play a quick clip of Booker. He doesn't talk often, but when he does, he does say things that are retarded. And I totally disagree with this. I don't yeah. know. It, it's really kind of hard to be judgmental when I don't know all of the facts. That's the best time to be judgmental. I'm always judgmental without the facts. It's so much more of fun. Course. Of course, hip shot <laughs> declarations and sentencing. That's the best way to fucking do it. Right. Yes. <laughs> what am I supposed to be informed and have facts? Come on. <laughs> what is that? Yeah, I heard him dance around that, and it was kind of a sticky wicket of a question. And I thought, how is this guy going to slip through this one? And um, that was it. Yeah. Uh, <laughs> all right. What else do you want to play? I'm, I'm out of clips on uh, on our buddy Perez. Anything else that you wanted to play that you pulled up here? Yeah, yeah. Um, you know, I hear you guys talk a lot. I mean, we do. We talk about. I mean, you're putting out this product, right? All yeah. of us, and it's an it's an audio thing. And it either you want to try to make the content as good as possible, and not not fuck it up with shit a technical delivery, right? Yeah. So. Um, I know I spend a lot of time, you know, when I do every show, sort of combing out the uh, the defects, you know, popping P's and slurry S's and those kind of... Because who wants to hear that shit? Right. I don't. So I, there's a little little clip here of, of plosive consonants I thought you might... People might want to hear. Perfect. There's this new trend that's been starting in Europe, and I don't know how I feel about it. The drive-in <laughs> concert trend. Have you seen this? Oh, God. <laughs> Europe. That is <laughs> and painful. And trend and drive-in concert. 
I mean, this guy, it's clear. He just fucking phones this in. I mean, there's, yes. you know, I think he just fucking records it cold and, and just hammers in those commercials and says, fuck it, you know, on to the next one. It, yeah. it really shows very little attention to, uh, he's, he's certainly not concerned about the craft of uh, podcasting. I think. This is why I love having guys like you on, because you had a career as an on-air personality in radio, and everyone thinks they can do a podcast. Everyone oh, thinks, yeah. oh, I talk all the time. Of course I can do a podcast. Yeah. There's a very big difference between talking and broadcasting. This guy can't broadcast. No, no. <laughs> That's not yeah, what well, to do. They say, I mean, the last count, I estimate I saw there were over 700,000 podcasts, yeah. Carl, out there. And it's probably a low estimate. And it really is. It's unbelievable. It's like the internet has created, you know, every, everybody, everybody on earth now gets their own open mic night. Correct. You know, and uh, and it's incredible. And so many of these fucking guys, you know, they listen to Howard or Johnny B or you know, pick your pick your broadcast whale and think, well, you know, when I get it together with my buddies, we have a couple beers, we're funny as fuck. So everybody else will think we're funny too. Doesn't usually work out that way, but it hasn't hasn't yet. <laughs> and I, and I might add also, I saw this interesting stat, Carl, just before uh, we connected here today. That um, do you realize that our shows are in the uh, top two and a half percent of all podcasts on the planet? That's that's pretty high cotton. You're talking reason about being that Larry show because, on WATP. You're talking about yeah, yeah, because we actually are compensated for what we do. We have we have Patreons that actually you know ring the till now and then. Sure, no, ninety-seven point I think eight percent of them nothing. No, no financial rewards whatsoever. It's just for the fuck of it. Yeah, there's a guy named Patrick Michael who has a couple of Patreons but makes zero money on them. But he has them set up. They're ready to go. There's bonus yeah. episodes if anybody wants them. Yeah. Just, nobody's so. subscribed yet. <laughs> we'll, we'll get into that in a little bit. I'm looking forward to that segment. Uh, anything else before I, we move on that you want to talk about? Yeah, one, one more quick one yeah. from uh, from a uh, Booker. It's really a funny uh, statement he makes. It, it's it's uh, you'll see it's under the file when you're done. Your partner of a decade plus had an mm -hmm. affair while filming a movie. I don't know if I could be that cool about things. Well, there's no proof that they had an affair. It's just proof that they split up. They had an affair. Are you kidding? <laughs> well, I look, I've said this before and I'll say it again. When you're done, sometimes you're done. Why the sometimes? <laughs> when you're done, sometimes <laughs> you're, done. you're done, you're done. <laughs> sometimes you're done. Well, then you're not fucking done. <laughs> it's not over until it's over sometimes. Sometimes. <laughs> yeah, that's, a good, that's, a good, I, that's a good catch. I would not have picked up on that. <laughs> and by the way, what they're yeah. talking about right there is... Megan Fox left Brian Austin Green. Yeah. And the reason why I bring this up is I fucked up. I meant to listen to that episode of Perez that I, I didn't, and I didn't realize, like, fuck. And the reason why I wanted to listen to it is because Brian Austin Green also has a podcast. And my buddy Ooh. Drew Lane from the Drew and Mike show was goofing on him because he put out an episode where he's crying about losing Megan Fox, and it's so pathetic, and I can't believe he put this on the internet. It's astonishing. And I thought, great, I'll have Perez talking about Megan Fox, dumping Brian, and then I'll segue into Brian's podcast and how terrible it is, and I'll, I'll rip off Drew and his content. We'll do that. And I totally dropped the ball on it. I didn't get to any of that stuff. But anyway, <laughs> I wanted to, and that's the important thing. That's it. The intent accounts. Speaking of Drew Lane and the Drew and Mike show, I sent him a note earlier this week 
because we had a radio duo here in Rochester get fired for what they said on the air. I don't know if you followed this story at all. Are you familiar with the Kimberly and Beck show? I'm not. So I sent this over to, to Drew. They did a great segment on it. I just want to talk about this because this is amazing to me. Now, in Rochester, we've had rioting like has been in so many other cities across the U.S. Really? And one yeah. of the videos that came out of it was this white girl in her 20s gets into an altercation with four black men who beat the shit out of her. They have two by fours. They're punching her in the face. She ended up getting hospitalized. This video is all over. I, th- I think LeBron James tweeted it. It's, it's, it's everywhere. Mm-hmm. Kimberly and Beck are talking about said video on their show which airs on 95.1 FM here in Rochester, New York. I am going to play you the audio that got them fired because I can't believe how stupid these people are. This is amazing. If you haven't heard this yet, especially I want to get your take because you've been in radio. This is, these people have had a lot. These are older people. They have a long career in radio. I can't believe that they thought this was okay. You can hear it. Fourth man also confirmed it. You know, she called him the N-word. That's when they really went after Okay, her. let me ask you a question. Yeah. Were they acting N-word-ish? There's your question. They were acting thuggerly, like, I think. They're were they thugs. acting N-wordly? Yeah. And by the way... You can't I'll... say that. What are you doing? No, were they uh, acting that way? No, you, you, you can't say that. Hey, I if that was also been, stop hey, saying thugs. Say. That's part of the problem. You, no, it's not. They're thugs. No, they're thugs. If you look like a thug and if you act like a thug and you got three on one and beating up and a white woman with a two by four, by God, you're a thug. And by the way, there are people in the black community would say they are acting N-wordly. But, but they can say that. You can't say that. It's double standard. I was going to say it if that happened. It doesn't matter. And I don't appreciate the double standard. Well, it if doesn't. Who cares? If she had been a black woman, the N-word wouldn't have been that big a deal. They'd have walked away. But a white woman calling three black you guys the N-word, can't bam, say it. Can't we're say going it. back. But they were acting that way. <laughs> Nothing. You don't understand the meaning of, of no, that. No, well, we understand. I understand you don't. the meaning very well. I'm telling you. I understand the meaning very well. I'm going to apologize to anybody offended by that right now. I'm just no one's right offended. Now. I'm going to apologize for that. <laughs> Can you believe that? <laughs> So they were fired? Oh, oh yeah. They were oh, fired God. before they got to do another show. It's so funny because the producer there is like, wait, you can tell. He's like, oh, we're all going to lose our jobs. What are you doing? Shut up. Oh, my wow. God. That's one of my favorite clips. My buddy uh, Vinny sent me that. Uh, the, the day that it happened, he sent me the YouTube video of yeah. this all going down. And we were laughing about it. The producer who was trying to speak some reason to these people still has a job. He's actually taking mm. over the show. And my yeah. buddy Vinny actually did an audition. He, they did a tape to to be on the show. So hopefully really? this works out well for him. He's my co-host yeah. on, on the other podcast, The Creep Off. Uh, so he might uh, take over for those two. But I just couldn't believe what I heard. <laughs> what they thought they could. Uh, that's insane. It's it's insane. You know, you know, it, it's insane. And so many people, uh, I think they do it so long that what they what they come to fear is silence. It's like yeah. just don't say fucking anything. You don't have to say anything. Just shut up for a while. You know. But I think there's kind of a a mindset, especially among those sort of AM you know morning uh, ensemble shows, 
where if there's if there's three seconds of silence, the whole thing is going to crater. You know, not so. Sometimes silence is great, but they just have to. Well, that woman is specifically very dumb, and she should. She's an idiot. Yeah, she should really talk less. Now, what's great is, and I have to play these clips. Anthony Cumia from the Opie and Anthony show. Yeah. He has a show with Dave Landau on Compound right. Media, and they listened to this audio and had oh. some comments. I'm going to play their reaction to this. Okay. This is uh, Dave Landau first off here. And she used it in the worst context. Of course. <laughs> Were they acting you can't N-word-ish? Go, you can't go, was she acting like a dumb N-word and go, well, that's acceptable because I didn't said say N-word. N-word. <laughs> <laughs> that's the funny part about it because when you read the news article about it, it's like she said n-wordly and you think oh my gosh she actually said the words like no she did say n-word but yeah. that doesn't just dissolve you of the point you're trying to make just because you didn't use the actual word you fucking moron and so these these this crew had a, a long running show in rochester they did I, in fact i was on their show a few times with my band the isotopes really? they used to do a, uh, a morning show on one station. They got fired because they made fun of uh, a transsexual kid. And then they got picked up to be on 95.1 after Brother Wheeze, who's Opie's best friend. And then they were running uh, like mid-afternoons. They're like a five-hour-long show of them paddling on. I don't know that anyone listened to this thing. But it's like you got a, you got a cake job. You go in and talk about nonsense for five hours. Like, what, what are yeah. you doing? Yeah. Well, you know, it's all going to go away. I mean, yes. all these radio um, conglomerates are going tits up and bankrupt. And, uh, yeah. you know, so look at, uh, you know, Chris uh, uh, Booker says he's looking for a job. I he was, know. Uh, you know, which is it's poor guy. Tough. All right. A couple more clips from uh, Anthony Kubia because I just thought they were funny. And, and why yeah. not use their jokes on my show? You know, I mean, it's a paywall show and I pay for it. So fuck it. That's right. <laughs> This is uh, more of them goofing on them. But you can't. There's a riot. <laughs> there's literally a race war going on in the streets. <laughs> and do? this dolt decides it's time to fucking uh, throw out uh, uh, some race jokes. What did the guy do? So it's funny because and, and they're very perceptive that this is bad timing on their part. Yeah. But Anthony thinks they're shock jocks. They're, they're kind of not. They're yeah. kind of their audience are housewives and, mm. and older people. They're just stupid. Yeah. And this is Anthony talking about how he thinks they're shock jocks. Okay, Still- what about like Winnie the Pooh? Were they being tiggerish? <laughs> 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 That's what shock jocks have been reduced to, by the way. There aren't any more shock jocks. Well, it's ridiculous. Because the jock. second you do anything that would be deemed shocking, you're getting your ass thrown out of there. Well, so it's shocking because she's an idiot, not because she's a shock jock. She just wanted to know if they were N-ish. She knew the answer before I don't know. she Of course asked. she did. She had it all figured out in her own dumb head. Okay. You know, he, he raised an interesting point there. Yeah. Uh, you know, are there any shock jocks anymore? No. No. They're, they're all gone. The only I think people he, who make money on the radio now are political commentary. Yes. Yes. And I think even, even, I think even, uh, um, you know, in the digital world, if if somebody tries to be a shock jock and somebody doesn't like them, they're going to get deplatformed, right? Yeah, and also it's very difficult to shock these days. We yeah. did we did a white supremacist show called TDS, the Daily Showa, and mm-hmm. these people were obviously trying to 
recreate shock jockery in right. you know the 2000s because with the internet and the shit that you see i mean i was watching governor cuomo do his press conference yesterday and he's showing video of the police pushing down a 75 year old man and breaking his head open during his press conference i'm like jesus god we just shocking is just happening all the time everywhere now yeah. so you're not gonna get on yeah. the radio and say something people are like whoa that's pretty saucy how do you get away with that it's like it's not gonna happen anymore <laughs> Could you see Cuomo's nipple rings, or do you have <laughs> not this one? Background? Not this press conference. This he did a good job of covering yeah. it up at this one. What yeah, that that there? video is like holy shit. Because what what happened? I looked at somebody sent that to me uh, yesterday, and I looked at it, and holy shit. And what's really like stomach turning is when the old guy takes a header. Yeah. Instantly, instantly, blood starts pouring out from inside his ear. Yes. Which means like his he's got a fucking fractured skull badly. I yep. mean that's. You, know, you, you bleed out the ears, man. You might you might be dead very quickly. I mean, that is that is no fucking joke. It's like, whoa. He's, and so Cuomo's actually playing that next to him as he's talking. Yeah, like inciting more hatred for the police, which is you know wow. just what we need right now. The guy, yeah, the guy, yeah. is seventy five years old. He's got to be what six five. He's a tall motherfucker. So he had a long way to fall and smashed his head on the concrete. I mean, that was it's a disturbing yeah. video. For sure, and that was Buffalo, wasn't it? Yeah, that was our neighbor, Buffalo, New York, where that went down. So that so that must be like everywhere where you are. It must be you know signing a sign off. Oh, are you kidding me? Point. At at this point, we've seen so much ridiculous shit. I can't even keep up with it anymore. There's already there's probably already five more cops who have driven over people since that. Like we're, we're moving on. What yeah. else? What else is going but, on? But Carl, what I saw that I mean, then today there was a there was a headline that says something like all fifty seven cops or whatever have resigned, and I couldn't quite understand. It was a little bit vague. Yes. Had they resigned from from the police force entirely, or had they resigned from some whatever that that head breaking squad was? I don't get it. Do you do you do you have a clarity on that? I do. This isn't a political show, but I will tell you, the cops right. resigned from being emergency responders, which is one of the duties that they had, in solidarity okay. with the cops who were suspended. I think mm-hmm. I think the mayor came out, and oh. I, I don't know what the mayor can do, but I think he suspended them or something right away. Okay. So I don't know what the full story is, because it seems like the cops were shitheads there, but apparently, apparently this guy is a well-known activist and kind of a piece of shit so maybe he was trying to get himself hurt so he could make Should a be. scene and i don't know yeah. what the full story is it's it seems cut and dry from the video that the cops are fucking assholes yeah. but because all the other cops are sticking up for him maybe there's more to it i don't know hmm. you it's, never know it is confusing though i know what you mean you read the headline you're like wait, wait what are they yeah. doing why are they doing this what yeah yeah well we live in the age of confusion, don't we? <laughs> we certainly do. <laughs> don't, if you're looking for facts, you're fucked. <laughs> really. Larry, it's <laughs> 3 o'clock here in, oh. in Rochester, New York. And this was the time I was supposed to be calling a guy named Sale D. Now, last week on the show, I put it out there. I said, if you're a fan of the Stuttering John podcast, I want you to call into the show. I want to talk to you. I want to know why you like the show what are the redeeming qualities? Please explain them to me because I can't figure it out. So this word got to this guy, Sale D, who is notorious for promoting Centering John on Twitter. And I've opined that Sale D is a sock account for Centering John because it's over the top. He's constantly promoting. Anytime there's a, a thread on Twitter that's getting a lot of activity, so there's a lot of eyeballs there, 
he goes in and says, don't forget to check out the Stuttering John podcast and puts a link in there. And I'm like, that's not what a fan does. Like fans don't do, that's what the host does who's desperate. So I'm pretty yeah. sure Sale D is Stuttering John. So Sale D reaches out to me and says, hey, I, I hear you want to talk to a fan. I love Stuttering John. You know, I'm, he, he says he's in a mental institution, but he can talk and you just got to know what time. So I'm like, great, we'll get it set up. So I, I give him all the information. We have it all ready to go. He actually gave me a phone number to call him at three o'clock. I have it all ready to go. He says, uh, he goes, I'll, I'll give you my nurse's number because he's institutionalized or something. My Lord and Savior is aware that I will be talking to you. Would you like me to have John, my Lord and myself tweet that this will be happening. I said, yeah, sure. So it's all way over the top with like John's God and John's so great. But I'm like, all right, whatever. Let's figure out what this is going to be. Sure. Don't I get a note from him that says, I'm sorry, under advice from my attorney, I am unable to come on Saturday. Please stay tuned for further reasons. And I just wrote back, okay, John, that's what I figured. Because <laughs> I'm guessing, I'm guessing he thought he was going to come out with like a silly accent or something and try to yeah. pretend that it, he was a real fan of Stuttering John. And then he realized, oh wait, I'm not witty. I can't write jokes because I even said, if this if this is you, John, which I'm, I'm sure it is, you claim that you're this comedic genius. You're the head writer of the Kareem Abdul Jabbar roast. Like, just come on and roast me. I won't say anything. I won't edit it out. Just come on, let's do this. And they pussied out. Oh, Sale D. Pussied well, you know, I was out. curious. I mean, he. How long was he? Uh, uh, you know, the 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 uh, the guy with with uh, Leno. How long? Ten, you have ten years. Ten years. And a gig like that's got to pay pretty goddamn well. I, I understand that How, Howard Rat fucked him. He used to give him like twenty grand a year or something. Forever. So John was um, making eighty thousand a year at the end of his term with Stern. He got paid okay. five hundred thousand to be on the Tonight Show. So five hundred grand for ten years is five million bucks. Correct. What would he do with that money? He got a wow. divorce. Okay. All right. So so take take forty percent off for the government. Take right. well California maybe fifty percent. Take fifty percent off for the government. Take <laughs> yeah. another fifty percent for the wife. Yeah. Have a debilitating drinking problem. Mm. Yeah. <laughs> and it goes away now quick. That makes sense. <laughs> it goes away pretty quick. Yeah. Yeah. Wow. All right, I, I have a couple real quick Stuttering John clips because this is just oh, too man. funny. Somebody posted this in our subreddit and just called it Dumb and Dumber. Now, John's doing the show with this guy, Noel Kassler, and Noel Kassler is this Trump hater. So they get on and they bash Trump together. But they're two just dumb people, as this clip will show you. Coincidentally, what comes out of that? Pat Robinson denouncing Trump. I mean, right. now you have a lunatic Tele-evangelicist, or whatever you call it. Tele-evangelist. How do you pronounce it, Noel? Tele-evangelist. Tele-evangelist. <laughs> there we go. I don't know either. But he's coming out Tele evangelist Sorry. Tele-evangelist. Tele-evangelist. <laughs> Come on. Well, that was funny. <laughs> <laughs> That's the only funny thing ever been on his show. <laughs> John was on some other show, and I don't know what this show was, but it's a bunch of guys all sitting around, and they're talking about his prank call to President Trump. You familiar with this, Larry? Yes, yes. So we got through to Trump and made the lamest prank call ever, pretending to be a senator and just talk about actual issues that were going on, which was so stupid. Yeah. In this clip, he finally admits that the Trump prank call was not funny, 
But then John tries to rationalize it because he's a comedian. Don't forget. Oh, the thing I did wasn't mm. funny, but I am a comedian. So there must have been something funny about it. So this is him rationalizing that it was funny. Wow. But, that, but that's why they didn't jump on it at first. Well, that's why it wasn't see, funny. But Kirk, that, but here's the thing. And I agree. Like the call itself wasn't funny. But, you know. The lead up is hilarious. It's mean, really the, the, good. No, but the fact that Trump doesn't know that I'm not a senator is funny to me. And the fact and and the fact that I can keep him on the phone for five minutes and, and we're discussing <laughs> policy, right? And he's telling me when he's going to make his Supreme Court justice pick. And I was also waiting for him to say something really f- stupid. I was hoping moronic. he would. He was, was he was hoping. actually very respectful. That's it was surprising. very presidential. Yeah. Yeah. I was like, wow, okay, I've gained some respect for him on a now prank I know why I phone voted call. Yeah, I know. That's crazy. <laughs> well, I guess that backfired on John, who is a Trump yeah. hater, and this guy goes, "Yeah, he just sounded like a, a presidential." person talking to who, what he thought was a senator oops you you know you wonder how how does how did it, when you make a call like that, i used to do a lot of prank calling years ago before before caller id yeah and uh and always when you do one you, you kind of have to have a punchline something and, and as far as i'm concerned the 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 ultimate prank call of all time in space was Captain Jenks yes. uh, to Peter Jennings during the OJ thing. Correct. Right? Yep. And if you listen to that, there's really nothing funny going on at all um, for the, the, the majority of the call. It's only at the end when he says something about Baba Booey and Jennings knows he just got gooned. You know, that's what it's funny. And how so how could John make a call to Trump and not have, you know, that, that right cross up his sleeve to, to bring it home. I mean, that's Jesus. A, that's no, a John, you're not point. a comedian. <laughs> that's a great point. That's brilliant analysis. I never thought of that. Like, keeping him on the phone is funny if you're able yeah. to goof on him at the end. He goes, yeah, I talked to him for five minutes. Yeah, but it didn't go anywhere. Right. No. <laughs> you didn't you get it a punchline. You got to have a punchline. Yeah. Yeah, that's a great point. Because I always think about the jerky bars where it's just like, you know, joke, 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 joke. But no, yeah. Captain Jenks was really the pro at this because he made you oh, believe yeah. he was the person he was pretending to be. Yeah, yeah, he was awesome. What happened to this? Anybody? I mean, you, you obviously you're in touch with the guy that is kind of a stern archivist. Is Jenks even around? Or you know, because he was he was a he was a he was a an artist man. That guy. He really I, was. I heard Jenks on the Stern Show a couple of years ago. I think he was still around a little bit. He he's a weirdo though. I, I, yeah, he he. Oh, really? Yeah. You know what happens to all these people is they get some notoriety and then they think they're famous and interesting. It's like, well, no, I just want to hear the prank that you did on the Stern shot. I'm not interested (laughs) in you as a person. Like, it's not. All right. So I want to talk about Patrick Michael. Are you familiar with Patrick Michael at all, Larry? I'm not. Okay, good. This is going to be fun then. This is going to be news to you. Patrick Michael is a podcaster. He has something like 27 podcasts that he hosts. <laughs> and they're all impossible to find. And each one is worse than the last. It's <laughs> unbelievable how bad he is at podcasting. And yet that's all he does. He's a stay-at-home dad. He doesn't have a job. He podcasts all the time. What we discovered last week on the show, which was a big deal. No, you know what it was? It was our bonus episode, now that I think about it. Uh, Croge and I did a bonus episode together where we discovered, because he talks about how he can play drums, and he put out a podcast last year where he actually played music that he recorded with his buddy playing guitar, and he was playing drums. He's like, yeah, this is just a jam session that we did. 
And Crows and I were blown away. We're like, whoa, this guy is really bad at drums. I can't believe he would put this out <laughs> because it's embarrassing. Yeah. So my buddy Doug, and Doug is in the jingles department, he went ahead and put together a project that is so impressive. He also records my band, The Isotopes. And so what he did is he took old Isotopes audio, took out all of the drum tracks, put in drum tracks that are isolated from Patrick Michael. He went in and scoured this music and found places where it's just the drums playing. Took those parts and put it underneath my band's music, taking out our drummer. And this is what that sounds like. And it's me and my buddy Carl. I play drums and he plays guitar. And this is part one. This is what it is, and this is what it's going to be. I have a huge penis. Carl. Oh, yeah, you're going to get on that thing. Yeah, that's probably all I'd want to do. Amazing. Yeah. Like, don't, don't do this and don't do, you know. Yeah, and that's fine. I don't need to be on your show at all, and that's fine. And that's the best part, and that's fine. I don't need to do social media, and that's fine. And if you think that your first interaction with me is going to be a let's go, I'm all in, well, you're out of your mind, and that's fine. So I'm going to I'm gonna let our drummer know that his job is secure for now. I love it. That's, that's gold, man. I, I, I don't it. know how much work was put into that, but it seems a like lot. a lot. It seems yeah, like a lot to be yeah. finding different songs and pulling them yeah. together. And Thank you, Doug. <laughs> Doug, you are the man. That's fantastic. <laughs> and that leads us into our next segment, which is about a show called Problem Academy. Big thanks to Jody B in the Discord on the Seamus Watch channel because on the recent episode of Problem Academy, he had his buddy Luke on the show. And Luke is his guitarist buddy who used to be in a band with. And now they don't live in the same area anymore. But he has Luke on the show to co-host. But really, it's just so he can talk at Luke. Now, this <laughs> is him talking about... Patrick Michael faces himself a stand-up comedian, Larry. Yes. He's put out videos of himself in his bathroom recording stand-up to no audience and no laughs. Mm. And it's incredible to watch. This is him explaining to his buddy Luke that he's he's working out a new joke. He's got an idea for a joke. Okay, so what about this? This is another thing I was coming up with. So you've seen these porns where you might not have watched it, but you certainly scanned over it where the girl is getting herself off with like the gear shifter in the car. It's uh, on it. Sure, yeah. Bro, okay. Like imagine if she uh, this is obviously another direction from what I'm going for, but imagine if it was the one like behind the steering wheel and she's got a fucking like bent over shirt, shove her ass. You know what I mean? Like not not in the center council, but behind the steering. <laughs> she's so desperate though. She's like she's cl- she's grasped the fucking steering wheel and she's just grind that'd be just, just bizarre. I think he's got to tighten that one up. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> He reminds me of that other dude you did a uh, few shows back that, uh, what was his name, Del Rey or something? Oh, Dean Del Rey, yeah. Holy shit. Wow. That was... Wow. I got a funny follow-up on Dean Del Rey. Thanks for, for reminding me about this. What was it? So I was talking to my buddy. He goes, you don't know who Dean Del Rey is? Because he heard the show where I was like, I've never heard of this guy. 
He goes, yeah. didn't you go see Bill Burr when he came to Rochester? I said, yeah, I went to the Bill Burr show. He goes, he was the opener. I go, well, I got there late. I didn't see the opener. <laughs> so this guy's opening for Bill Burr, and he's that bad at comedy and podcasting. It's unbelievable to me. It gives it me hope, Larry. Like we should yeah. be superstars at this point. We, exactly, <laughs> exactly. I'll never understand. Well, <laughs> I love it. So you heard this amazing. This is a comedic mind that you and I can't understand. He's got this idea no. about, oh my gosh, wouldn't it be funny if the girl then jerked off with the, yeah. you know, with the she humped three on the tree instead of the center console. Right. Wow. What yeah. a concept. She better have an ass the size of a grapefruit to do that. But It's going to be difficult, but you can it you is. can probably picture it. So he's got another angle on this because now they start riffing and he comes up with yeah. another joke. A girl doing that is only for a guy that's in the cars, right? Like the guy has to be in the cars to think that that's hot. Or, or is Jay Leno getting pissed off because now he's got a fucking – Clean his mu- he's got a gooey fucking gear shifter in his fucking Ferrari because that's a low ceiling anyways, dude. That's a low ceiling. There's no way she's not rubbing her ass also. On the- her asshole's hitting that center council for sure. And I burped and kept talking because I'm a grown up and I care. So there's a lot going on there. Wow. <laughs> and this thing is called Problem Academy? It's called Problem Academy. Is it- that some type of a spin or, you know, kind of an homage to... Uh- Biggest problem in the universe, whatever the fuck is that? No, that he's, is? he's never heard of biggest problem in the universe. Oh, okay. Because Riley tried to get him on the Dick Show, and he's like, "I'm not going on that. I've never heard of that show. I'm not, I won't go on that show." So right. he doesn't know. He has no clue. All right. So, pro- by the way, if you want to look up Problem Academy, you'll never find it. This guy, I just did, and I can't see it yeah. anywhere. <laughs> no, I don't. I mean, this guy. I don't know. I, I do. Um, SEO for a living, search engine optimization. He does anti-SEO. He figures out a way that no search engine can find him. It's unbelievable. His marketing prowess is the worst. Wow. So he's he's trying to come up with more jokes, and he's like, well, let's see, Jay Leno likes cars, so I guess Jay Leno would be pissed about it. And then he burps and keeps talking, but has to explain that. Yeah. I just take oh, it out the post. He's so edgy. <laughs> All right. So this is what we, we want to talk about is, are you familiar with a show called Kill Tony with Tony Hinchcliffe? You know, I've heard of it, but never yeah. listened to it. Okay. I have heard. Of it Perfect. Yeah. It's a big show. It's a very big yeah. show. Tony Hinchcliffe is a great stand-up comedian, and mm. he does this show where he lets people, usually it's from the comedy store, but they tour around, and they'll let people right. come up and do 60 seconds of comedy, amateurs mostly. Do 60 cents of comedy, and then they'll kind of talk to them afterwards and, you know, get a feel for where they came up with their act and stuff. And for the most part, the comedians all bomb. They're they're all terrible. And that's kind of the point of the show. What's amazing is that Patrick Michael appeared on Kill Tony because as everyone's in quarantine, they switched it to send in your videos and we'll play them on the show. And then they do a live video cast talking to the people afterwards. So Patrick Michael put together a 60-second stand-up routine for Kill Tony. This is him explaining to his buddy Luke how he did this. It's in a minute. I did that whole thing in a minute. Matter of fact, I'm going to pull it up so you can see the whole 60 seconds because I was proud of it. It took me so fucking long. Like I I probably took – I probably did 110 takes, like just sitting here in this bathroom doing the same jokes over and over, trying to get them tighter and tighter and tighter. So he did 110 takes to do this 
to do the stand-up thing. It took him forever to get these 60 seconds figured wow. out. And he wants to play it for his buddy Luke, because Luke hasn't seen it yet. He's like, oh my gosh, okay. wait until you see the stand-up thing. I'm I'm next level, man. I've got it all figured out. So he goes to find it, and I mentioned that he's really bad at being searchable. He's trying mm-hmm. to find the video on YouTube. He can't even find his own video. <laughs> on the right channel. Because I posted it. I posted the minute, like fucking three different channels. And, you know, it's obvious that you have certain people that just don't, they don't even pay attention to the stuff you're doing. They pretend to, but as soon as something comes out, they go and give you a thumbs down. He's literally looking through his various YouTube channels. I mentioned he has 27 podcasts. He also has 27 Hmm. different email addresses, YouTube channels, Patreons. He, he can't even make sense of all of this. <laughs> he needs your help. I've tried, man. Pro- pro- provide it for a, a very pricey fee. I have tried <laughs> to help this guy out. I've given him so much advice for free, and he has taken none of it. None of it. The- so this is him. He finally finds the video, and he's going to play it for his buddy Luke. And I'm going to play you that, that 60 seconds again because it needs to be heard. This is the comedy routine that he's very proud of that he spent 110 takes pulling together and crafting. A couple things to point out here is, obviously the jokes are terrible, but listen to his buddy Luke's reaction and how awkward the conversation is after he gets done playing him the minute. I realize I look like Bobby Hill if he never got into propane, but he does work at a gas station. Being a redhead sucks, simply because we're the most identifiable group of whites amongst other races. That's why you never see a ginger on a wanted poster. We always get caught. I am a stay-at-home dad, though, which is just oh, yeah. a nice way of saying I'm unemployed. Having two kids has been horrendous, mostly because their parents won't pay the ransom. I hear a lot of people say life is like a box of chocolates. And if that's the case, what do we tell diabetics? I do have a solution to make one want to be less diabetic. Let's put the sizes of our clothes on the outside. Is that a 7XL? Did you make your shirt from a bed sheet? I found out the hard way my aunt had a miscarriage recently. We're at a family reunion and as she walks by, she passes gas. And I say, smells like something died inside of you. Now as she's off in the distance crying, I realize I should only feel bad for my cousin who just found out they'll never have a brother. But let me end with this. How come we've never seen a porn start based on a true story? Is that because none of us are willing to believe Gary had a threesome inside of a Baskin Robbins? Thanks. Oh. Bing. tight as fuck man oh. yeah. I, I, I told carly i was like imagine you know if i was to just go do that at shoreline like we did you know when you were here that's a minute worth of jokes but i figure i can expand on most of that that's why i went ahead and did you know two more sets of 20 minutes because i'm like i can fucking just go dude if i just get on right. stage and just start doing telling the stories and being what i am you know it, just, it won't take shit you know Carly is his fiance and the mother of his two children. So he explains that it's tight as shit. And yeah. he says to his buddy, could you imagine if I went and performed that live? I mean, I'd probably turn it into a 30, 35 minute set. Cause I could just riff on those concepts. What do you say? What do you say to that? <laughs> what do you say How to you that? <laughs> How do you let him down? I don't know. How do you do it? I don't know. I don't know. Jesus. There's a lot of there's so much out there like that though, and I guess maybe it's the uh, sort of the uh, you know participation trophy culture. Yeah. We live in where nobody, nobody ever says, "Hey, you know what? You, you suck. Try something else." 
Well, I've talked okay. a lot about the Dunning-Kruger effect. Are you familiar with this concept? I have. I have I've actually heard you talk about that. Okay. Yes. And I think that this is very much the Dunning-Kruger effect. And he got on Kill Tony with that set that we just heard. And he talks about how now that he has been on Kill Tony, which was his favorite show, he's pretty much done with it. All right. So nitty gritty topics, man. Since I've been on the show, the Kill Tony podcast, it was my religion every Monday to watch that show live on YouTube. Well, I haven't been since I've been on the show. And I don't know why. Is it something in me that says I'm too good for you now? I've been through you. I want nothing to do with you. I came, I saw, I conquered. Bye. He thinks that routine conquered the Kill Tony show. Yes. He has conquered the show with his amazing 60 seconds of stand-up comedy and all of his <laughs> jokes. <laughs> you know, I think uh, maybe that's the thing to do, sort of make some kind of a meme out of the Dunning-Kruger effect and go to open mic nights with it and bounce it around people's podcasts. and It's unbelievable. It's got to come from, I mean, what is it? You know, I've heard you talk about it. I sort of know what it is, but it's got to come from, uh, it's got to be based in mommies worshiping their, their kids, right? I've it's met good. older people who have this going on too. I think what it comes down to is when you have very little knowledge around a subject, it's mm. easy to think you know everything about it. And then the more you learn about it, the more you realize you know nothing. Mm-hmm. And I think I, Joe Rogan's talked about this too. The smartest people know how dumb they are. Yeah. They know how little they know compared to all of the knowledge that's out there and available. And the yeah. dumb people think they have a grasp on everything. <laughs> that's true. You know, my grandfather is a pretty smart guy. And he said, if you're ever in a conversation with someone and in the course of a half an hour, they never use the words, I don't know. You're talking to a moron. Yes. That, that's brilliant. Yeah. That is brilliant because there are people like Opie from Opie and Anthony who doesn't understand why his show isn't as popular as Joe Rogan's. Mm-hmm. Meanwhile, he doesn't know what he's talking about. He puts zero prep into things and he rambles on and on about nothing all the time. You're like, well, that's that's why. Like you have to yeah. put some work into it. <laughs> This is the, the arrogance in this next clip I'm going to play you is unbelievable. Okay. It's such a weird arrogance because he talked about how I used to watch Kill Tony every Monday and I'm just not into it anymore since I've conquered it. And then he says this. But I don't think about it even. When Mondays come, I'm like, yeah, that's Monday. Wins Tuesday. Yeah. <clears throat> <laughs> he even does the throat clearing. He's like, dude, nowadays when Mondays come around, I'm like, when's Tuesday? What kind of arrogance is that? (laughs) Profound. That's insane. What a fucking idiot. What a smug little prick. (laughs) Uh, His internet connection when he was on the show sucked, so they weren't really able to talk to him. I wish, and by the way, all those burps and noises that you're hearing, that's not me. That's all on his show. It's it's just garbage. His internet's the worst. But when he was on Kill Tony, his internet was terrible. I wish they would have goofed on him more and put him in his place because now he thinks he's conquered the show. He's conquered comedy. Well, maybe Kill Tony doesn't want to be too harsh because then he won't get any fresh victims. Yeah. No, that's true. They're they're not that harsh to be. I would be way harsher. Yeah. There's a thing with stand-ups, though, where they don't like to criticize each other's stand-up comedy. Yes. I am not one of those people. (laughs) (laughs) This is... 
so he's got a new podcast out. Uh, Patrick, this Mike. is number twenty-eight. Yeah, Patrick, Mike, or something like that. It's yeah. called TYVM, a taxi TV series podcast, and this is him explaining what gave him the idea to do a podcast about Taxi, the TV show. Okay. And it's a pretty fun show, dude. I got in, I got inspired because Dan Soder, Big J Okerson, and Ari Shafir do a podcast about Twenty One Jump Street. They're going through each episode. Oh. That's why I was like, yeah, fuck it, I'll do it with Taxi. And also, I wanted to watch Taxi, dude. I remember it, but it, it came and went before I was even born. But I remember Christopher Lloyd, Danny DeVito, fucking Andy Kaufman, specific, the thank you very much. So Holy shit. Yeah, no, he, he hears three really funny comedians talk about an older TV show, and he's like, oh, I can do that. No, yeah. that's, that's the, the reason why they do that, dummy, is because they're funny people who can riff. They just need yeah. subject matter as a jumping off point so they can say, oh, let's talk about Toronto Jump Street. Perfect. And, th- and then we'll just do it, our thing. This guy's going, I really want to watch this TV show, so I'm going to make a podcast about it. Just watch the TV show. We don't need a podcast about it. We don't need your opinions on it. I, and I had no idea. I mean, I think the people that must be doing podcasts about rubber band balls and popsicle stick fortresses, I mean, it's fucking incredible. I mean, how do you even get that idea in your head that you're going to do? You're going to wrap a show around... A, what a 35 40 year old sitcom i mean i don't why i can't even i can't even understand that who thinks that would be a go idea i get i get suggestions from people all the time podcasts to review so i learn about all these podcasts that i would never know about i just got yeah. one the other day there's a podcast about fingerboarding like those tech decks you know like skateboarding but with your fingers yeah yeah there's a podcast about fingerboarding i'm like how is that possible how is that how is that? Uh, so the, this podcast that he's doing is called TYVM. Okay. And I was like, that's a terrible name. Again, impossible to remember or find. It stands for thank you very much. The mm-hmm. the catchphrase. Right. From yeah. Lotka. Yeah. The idea. Right. <laughs> that's fucking terrible. Wow. All right. I just have three more quick clips to play about our buddy Patrick Michael because there's another guy named Pro in our Discord who finds these clips and posts them, and I really appreciate that. I don't even know what shows these are from, but they're hilarious. I think this one, he's taking a shot at me a little bit, but he he also fumbles his own point on this one. You know, I got some podcasts that I'm looking forward to listening to right after I get off of this episode, so that's exciting. If you guys haven't heard of it, it is... uh, It's called... Are you garbage? And it's so fun. It's it's just so fun because unlike a lot of podcasts, they get to it. You know that there's a direction, something to expect. So rather than going in and listening and hearing them just go off and talk a bunch of shit uh, to each other or what have you, you get to... Um, what was I saying? Oh, you get you will eventually get to a point where they are making sense of the episode, finding out if this person, this comedian, is garbage. That's exciting. I don't have to, I don't have to say anything about that one. All right. I... <laughs> this is amazing. So this guy has a lot of people who listen to his show because they're fascinated by him. Like, the way his brain works is very different mm-hmm. than normal people. And... As more people listen to his show, he realizes that people are listening not because they find him funny or amusing, 
but because they're perplexed by him and they think he might be retarded. <laughs> so this is him explaining uh, that if you listen to his show, that you're actually weirder than he is for making his show. It's like Ooh. exclusive Spotify. I don't know if that's maybe I'm misquoting. It doesn't matter, does it? Who's listening to this anyways? If you are, you weirdo. You're weirder than me. That's something that people haven't acknowledged. You know, no matter how strange you think I am, doing this podcast by myself so consistently, you listening to it is weirder than me doing it, right? I would think. (laughs) But still, I'm having fun. I'm having fun doing it the way that I'm doing it. I'm literally just looking up random things on the internet. I don't like even that I said literally the way that I did. But hey, here we are. You can only you can only ask for so much, right? That's that's um that's what I'll stick with, okay? <laughs> this is a guy who should not have a microphone in front of him. I think that guy is storming Area Fifty One tonight. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> he's like he's like you think I'm weird. You're listening to me talk. How weird are you? Like that, that's not how this works. <laughs> that's not- so you know, if he's up. he's probably in somewhere in his head, he's probably trying to latch on to the sort of the aesthetic of uh, of Andy Kaufman, who was you know the ultimate oddball. Or maybe there's there's some Stephen Wright in there and picking up as well in his delivery. I think he might be going for. You You're know. giving him way too much credit. Way too much. Okay. <laughs> I don't think he's thinking. Forget I said that. <laughs> Let me slap myself. No, right I mean you might be right. Shut up, Larry. You might be right because now I am. I've gotten to the point where I can't look at this objectively anymore. So <laughs> you might be 100% accurate on that. I think the guy's just a moron. Last clip yeah. I'm going to play, and this means I'm definitely in his head because I constantly criticize how he runs his show and does his podcast. Uh, this is another one of those just hit record type of situations, and I, I realize there's probably people listening that are like, y- you know, who gives a shit? You don't got to tell us that. But at the same time, I feel like it's important. It's important to let you know what's going on. Because imagine if I was like, oh, yeah, you know, I sat down for hours putting together notes to ultimately create this episode. And, you know, that's not what happened. I just said, you know what? Let's set up the the podcast in a weird way and see what happens. And that's why we're here. I like people who explain that they're podcasting while they're podcasting. You ever run across these people? Oh, yeah. Oh, yeah. <laughs> Today, we're doing a show, and uh, yeah. the show is going to have content on it, mm. and there's going to be segments. It's like, yeah, yeah. all right, we get it. We Today, do- which is Wednesday and uh, on Earth, which yeah. is in the solar system. Yeah. Filler. Hey, he actually said something interesting. It, he, a lot of these guys should name their shows Just Hit Record, because that's kind of like, is that a thing that I didn't know about? I mean, because it seems like that's what it is. You know, No matter what I do, I press this button, it's going to be fucking gold. I crap bonbons. That kind of that mindset. Correct. You're dunning, right? He he does this a lot when he, with his episodes where he says, guys, I don't really have anything to say. I just felt the need to hit record today. And you're like, that's yeah. a terrible reason for podcasting. Yeah, yeah. And honest, some... honestly, you can do that. You can just hit record and talk. Just don't put it on the internet afterwards. That's right. it. Then you're fine. Then, then yeah. we're good. Yeah. If you're sitting in a room with uh, three world-class comedians, that might work. Sure. You can hit, hit that button and record. But other than that, no. Um, you know, people are always amazed. I, I really think there's a, a vast swath of audiences actually believe that some of these, you know, the, the, the best guys working, the biggest places, the best rooms in Vegas are ad-libbing. 
Oh, and yes. they really do. They really fucking believe that. And and you know, in fact, of course, every every nuance is uh, practiced and art directed. And you know, but I think a lot of guys think that. I think I can do that too. Well, I remember <laughs> that's, yeah. that's one of the best Seinfeld things. I mean, I, I watched Seinfeld's um, uh, thing on Netflix. Last Me too. Night. It was, it was Man, great. He, he's really still got it. And yeah. that, that guy deserves every hundred million he's got. And you know. He's just, he's awesome. Him and Larry David. But yeah, I, I agree. Yeah, his, yes, his new stand-up is fantastic. Yeah, Fantastic. And he did, in, in a, I think it was his last uh, television special, uh, he had a great line. It was so fucking smart. It was so Jerry. And he was talking how he, about how he would bang into, you know, people anywhere, the delicatessen or a restaurant, and they start to talk. And, and it's like, oh, you really got that comedy thing. And, and so many, and guys will say to him, you know, uh, you know, I was pretty fun. I just, I just took another, another path. Yeah, <laughs> right. <laughs> I became an accountant instead. Yeah, you know, I'm a dentist, <laughs> but I could have been you. It, you know, it's so fucking funny. I think it's so easy. That's you know. everyone thinks they can do it, and it's funny that you yeah. say that there are people who are duped, not understanding that this is their act. I think Chris Rock fucked up when he did that special where he filmed it in like four or five different locations, and then was clipping his stand-up from all those different locations and it kind of tore down the fourth wall because mm. even his gestures were the same. He'd run across the stage in the same way, but he's wearing a different outfit. And you're like, oh, this is just a one-man play. Yeah. And you want to think, like, I, the way I started watching comedy was in the 80s with Evening at the Improv. Remember that show? Mm -hmm. Sure, yeah. And that was the whole thing. It's like, it's improv. It's like, well, no, it's, it's the opposite of improv. That's right. why it's good because these people have polished right. their acts and made yes. it funny. <laughs> Yes, totally. Last uh, thing I want to play. There's a show called the Ski Mask Collective, and the Pat Oates was a guest on the show recently. My buddy uh, Denzel sent this sent this in. Pat Oates is a guy that I happen to be on the Anthony Cumia show with. He's a comedian. He had a podcast. We ended up reviewing his podcast and bashing him pretty hard. And Pat's been really cool about that. And I love Pat for that. And he was on Ski Mask Collective talking about WATP. And Larry, I don't know how you feel about this, but when people talk about me, I feel a need to play it. It's just do it. It's just something I do. So here we go. <laughs> you do solo shows sometimes, right? I was doing them for a while. Actually, um, what's the name of that fucking podcast that shit on me real bad? Uh, uh, uh Carl's uh oh who are these podcasts? Who are these podcasts? Yeah, I can't he wait fucking, for mine. <laughs> oh, he tra they trashed me, and I'll yeah. tell you right now, I learned so much from their trashing because I, I was I, yeah, yeah. I and I, I thanked them. I said, hey dude, I thought it was funny. He's like, dude, no one receives this well. I'm like, those hey, guys are genuinely funny. I mean, they, they were they know funny what they're doing. And, and I enjoyed their show before because like yeah. Kumia turned me on yeah, to right. it. I'm uh -huh. like, I don't care if they shit on me, but I listened and I was like, you know what? I was repeating myself too much. I was babbling. I do need someone else to go back and forth with. See, this is my point. We give out free oh, advice. You can either take yeah. it or not take it. Patrick Michael yeah. should maybe listen a little bit. Pat Oates did. I should have Pat out as a guest co-host sometime. I should reach wow. out. Wow, that's very impressive. That guy's got—he's uh, got his shit together, man. Yeah, um, he actually—he cool. actually got a show on Anthony Cumia's network, Compound Media. I think they did a pilot for him. Good for him. But yeah, I know definitely. And I like yeah. people who can who can don't take themselves too seriously, can take things in stride. It's the yeah. opposite of stuttering John. Like, well, <sighs> I mean, we're goofing on you, but the, some of the criticism is legit. Maybe you want to listen to it, process it a little bit. Of course. Yeah. 
Well, you know, you've been at this a while, and obviously, you know, you're you're sort of a you know, your day job, if you will, isn't isn't too far afield. So you you know a lot about this stuff, and um, if people who give what I would call you know qualified criticism, that's kind of cool. You know, um, why not? Why not listen? You saying this just now just gave me an idea. You know how they used to do those um, IDs? I don't. Maybe I'm not saying this wrong. I'm trying to think of what it's called. Where you have a celebrity say, hi, I'm so-and-so, and and you're listening to, Mm -hmm. you have such an amazing radio voice. Can you do one of those for me? What are are those called? Of course. It's, um, what the hell are those called? A bumper? I can't remember. I had McAfee do one for me. Oh, sweet. Yeah, I'll be glad to do one for you. All right, let's let's do it right now. Here we go. Do you want to, uh, do you have something in mind in particular? Just want me to wing it. Yeah, just say your name and say, and you're listening to, or whatever you want to say. Okay. This is Larry Blydner, and you are listening to Who Are These Podcasts? Perfect. Oh, that's, that's amazing. Thank you. And that leads us to everyone's favorite part of the show. The this is the part of the show where we play a clip from the podcast that we'll be reviewing on next week's episode of Who Are These Podcasts? And here is that clip. I am your host, Derek Glasscock. And if you're new here, let me break it down for you. The Wild Pitch is a podcast that explores creativity through the ancient art of the pitch. Myself and some other entrepreneurial types come onto the show, and we pitch amazing ideas that are inspired by three random elements. The result is an absurd Shark Tank-esque comedy show. So this year is year two of the show, and then year two is a year of celebration. So we're taking the show on the road. The first six weeks we'll be going around the country to celebrate the amazing little holidays that pop up on your calendar. Today is February 14th, and we are celebrating National Cream-Filled Chocolates Day. That's right, the day dedicated to celebrating those little delicious confectionaries. And what better place to do that than here in the birthplace of cream-filled chocolates, Dixon, Illinois. This was a suggestion from Matt Lewinsky. It's called The Wild Pitch. Oh, was somebody vacuuming the studio as he was recording that? <laughs> it sounded like it. <laughs> oh, like an electrolux sh- in the background. Apparently, apparently these guys try to do improv comedy while pitching ideas. And mm. you, I have a very strong distaste for people trying to do improv comedy on podcasts. So yeah. I wow. am uh, I am looking forward That's to that. Fun. Yeah, you're going to have a fun time with that, Carl. Larry, I want to thank you so much for coming on the show. This has been a blast, and I want to promote that Larry show. You also have a show that's uh, Sinner's Sundays. Maybe I'm saying that wrong. No, you're saying that right. I've actually, Sinner's Sunday used to be a a weekly, and it was just sort of, uh, it was was too much doing both. So it's sort of a pop-up occasionally now. I do maybe one month, one every six weeks, something like that. But the mainstay is is uh, that Larry show. Yeah. And tell people why they should listen to that Larry show, because I think they should. Oh, thank it's you. Fantastic. Well, uh, it, it emanates from a place called the take no shit dojo. Yes. And, um, yeah. And we, uh, you know, it's, it's life is like a shit sandwich. The more bread you got, the less shit you got to take. Oh, that's kind of tangential. It'd be about making money, but actually so much of life is, uh, is trying not to take shit. And that's, that's the mission of the show, helping you get through the endless barrage of uh, of shit that's fired at you from uh, employers, girlfriends, family members, uh, educators. It's it's never ending. So uh, 
my show's ideas to kind of help you. Governments. I love your takes. Governments. I love your takes on the lockdown and the pandemic <laughs> and everything that's been yeah. going on. It's been cathartic for me. Yeah. So. Yes. Yeah, fun time. We have some good, some laughs there. I like the, uh, you take no shit is the motto. And as Jim Rome used to say, have a take, don't suck. That is exactly what you do. You have great takes well, on things. You. And uh, thank you. And I, I had a blast. I apologize. You had to listen to so much Perez Hilton over these past oh, few days. And that was fun. It was Good. crazy, man. I, 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 you know, I, I get to give myself a D minus in reading comprehension because you said it was one episode, and I, I you know, had a funny part. <laughs> yeah, but then I fucked up because the episode I told you to upset. listen to, I didn't even listen to either. So, <laughs> <laughs> but it was it was quirky. It was in an alternate universe, which I'm glad epi- I visited temporarily. Yeah. Um, and thank you for having me on. I'm so I'm so glad because I've been a fan of your show for a long time. It's a, it's a cool it's a cool uh, format you got. You deliver it flawlessly flawlessly and um you know this is great and i've had a ball man thank you well thank you and by the way i noticed that you were also on the grumpy old ben's show yes yeah and uh i'm gonna be on that show on friday they've uh, they reached out you're gonna have a ball man darren o'neill and uh and Sir Bemrose are great guys. Yes, you're gonna enjoy yourself with them. You should, you know, you should check out Darren's show, uh, Random Thoughts. It's, he always delivers. He's a great show. Yeah, I'm, I'm really um, looking forward to that. And they're good dudes. Yeah, that's yeah, be, they're that's they're the be best. Great. Yeah, they're wonderful. All right, Larry, I'm gonna let you go. We're gonna do voicemails in a little bit, but you don't have to sit Super. through that. And I want to apologize to everybody in the Discord whose whose uh, comments I may not have uh, answered during this adventure because I suck at multitasking. Oh my God, you're trying to answer people at Discord? I, I just ignore them. You're crazy. Okay. Well, I did. So, but I wasn't. I wasn't <laughs> being mean. It's just I, like I said, I'm, I'm. I can only do one thing at a time ever. That's amazing. So, yeah. Please <laughs> join us again next week. It might oh, be anytime. Oh. oh no no no! This Thank is my you. sign off. This is my sign off. Oh. <laughs> no, you don't want me back this fast thanks, thanks buddy uh, right, to, care, to everyone else please join us again next week it might be the episode we find out once and for all who are these podcasts sleep well everybody starting in the mush bits of morning radio okay great show good job everybody great job everyone You know, who are these podcasts? I don't know. I don't get it. Makes no sense. Wonderful. You got your first dick pic from a WATP listener. I absolutely did. And then you had to share it with me. Thanks a lot. Yeah. I don't need that. Sharing's caring. I don't need that shit. (laughs) Um, You actually got quite a few reviews in the last week. Okay. Um, I I thought you were going to talk more about the penis that was sent over to you. No, it was uninteresting. Okay. Um, Perfect. It was pretty small. It was a little like miscolored. 
Uh, it could have been more veiny, I guess. Like, it just didn't look good. Okay. Good enough. Let's talk about reviews. <laughs> um, so one of the worst podcasts I've ever heard. This is a one star by Your Pod is Terrible. Okay. Um, so I guess he's doing your show, but just reviewing podcasts just in the comments. Right. So. Although he probably set up his account just to blast my show. I'm guessing. <laughs> I don't know. Who knows? Who knows? Um, but... He said, I had to write my first and only review in the hopes it'll stop just one person in listening to such an unfunny and poorly executed show. The host's audio quality, jokes, and content are all bottom of the barrel. Uh, some of the most uncharismatic and cringy content I've ever heard. It's really uh, blowing my mind that these absolute nobodies can pass judgment on another human, let alone another human's podcast. You're not charismatic! Uh, <laughs> Uh, they feel like they're punching down on other podcasts when, in fact, they're swinging up and nowhere near connecting. Uh, it's like sitting at a bar next to a table of obnoxious pricks who are one light beer in, but they're feeling buzzed, and all of a sudden, they think they're hilarious. <laughs> that's very true. That's a good. That's actually a pretty good explanation of what this show is. Yeah, you and your white claws, Carl. Yep. Goddamn. I had uh, a half a white they... claw, and I'm ready to get a little spicy with my language. Watch out. Oh, shit. And then you go home and recorded their inane conversation on a Nokia 3210. You only have to read the five-star reviews to release, uh, realize the caliber of audience members they appeal to. Uh, people who can't spell and come from similar podunk holes in the ground that the rest of the world stopped caring about. This is all the um, same review still? Yeah, it's big boy. It's a big boy. Jeez, wow. I'm too high for it, too. Uh, they're an irrelevant, <laughs> outdated artifact of morning drive time radio that wouldn't know if funny if it punched them in their uh, paunches. That's a weird word. I think he's old. No one uses that word anymore. Um, and then he finishes it off with, I would recommend listening to any of the shows they feature instead. Now, what's interesting to me about that review is... This is somebody who's obviously very hurt by something. You know, they're a host of a show that we reviewed or something. They're very hurt because they've gone on. Not only have they listened to my show, but they've gone on and read reviews of the show. If they just didn't like the show, they wouldn't have written War and Peace and gone through and read all the reviews about it as well. But I do like the idea that we're not charismatic. That's funny. I think, I don't know. He might have been a listener before. Because uh, I love that clip. That is one of your only good clips on your board. I, I just think that's really funny. That's one of my only good... What? <laughs> what are you talking about? Well, that's funny. All right. <laughs> I just think that's um, funny to say I'm... that we're not charismatic is why you wouldn't like a show. But all right, moving on. You're, I mean, your voice is charismatic, but it's also awful to fucking listen to. Oh, tell me about it. I have to edit all these shows. I know. <laughs> um, so you're underexposed to media, apparently. Uh, these guys have such a tiny specific criteria of what they consider a good podcast. And it's, it's so painfully clear that they don't understand any sort of ironic or creative differences in media yeah. uh, compared to what they're used to. These guys clearly live under a rock. One star. I think uh, our Come Town episode has come up recently again on YouTube and people are discovering us through that again. So that might be where that's coming from. Yeah, well, there you go. There That's you go. the only reviews I brought in today. I think you only had like two five-star and both of them were boring. Oh, no more boring five-star reviews, guys. Come on. Uh, shit all over us. <laughs> Quick voicemail segment. We got a fan of Rhett and Link. Remember the show that we reviewed last week? It was called Ear Biscuits. Which I didn't point out. It's funny because Air Biscuits are farts. 
Anyway, this is the wow. voicemail. Yeah, I know. Carl, I'm listening to the latest episode of the podcast where you're talking about ear biscuits. And uh, I just want to say that I recommended that you listen to that a long time ago, but that's not the point of why I'm calling. I'm calling because I, I feel like you guys are real confused about why Rhett and Link are popular. Right? I am. I am. So I used to be a fan a long time ago, and every once in a while I'll still occasionally tune into one of their videos and, and stuff. But back in the day when they were, like, a little younger, they used to have, like, some heart and energy, and they would put it into their videos. And, like, it was pretty funny back then. Maybe I was just a little bit younger or whatever, but they would uh, – they, they're the ones who did that, that commercial, you know, like, oh, no, it's Chuck Testa, you know, they, they had that show and everything, and – I don't know. Um, anyway, these days... What's he talking about? Do you know what he's talking about, Vic? Uh, I literally don't fucking know, but it kind of sounds like Vito from The Dick Show. Oh, maybe it is Vito. Vito's a huge retinue It's some fat guy fan. with some fucking comp- or like complaints because you didn't pay attention They've to him. They've got so much fucking money, and they have so much um, like production behind their shit that it just feels so inauthentic and, and awful. It just feels so canned. The funniest part about this whole COVID situation is like going to their channel and you just, you can just see how many videos they have had like stored up and ready. Like their St. Patrick's Day episode must have been recorded months ago. It's almost like that one podcast you reviewed where you found their New Year's episode and it was, it was real like, it was like two weeks before New Year's. They just have these things like pre recorded for months. They have oh content God. coming out. It's ridiculous. It's, it's actually really funny, and it, it just shows how produced they are. I've been rambling too long, but fuck yourself. <laughs> yep, that was a little bit too long. We won't what have any more of those. Of I think the point was that he used to like uh, Rhett and Link, and then he realizes that they're now boring. Huh. And I'm glad I was able to point that out for him. <laughs> Vic, <laughs> this uh, next voicemailer doesn't think you're going to be able to help Fabulicious get a job. Hmm. Did I just hear that some douchebag from your Reddit wants to be a baker for Panera here in Maine? I'm a baker in Maine for Panera. And uh, Vic said that she could get him a job. Who the fuck is this bitch? Good question. I don't know her. I don't either. I've been here forever. I think she's lying. I think she's just playing some fucking game on you. I don't know what the hell she's talking about. Call me back. What percentage of the listeners of the show work at Panera Bread? This is unbelievable to me. I had no idea this was my demographic. Well, I actually like put it in a company email and just sent it out. Oh, thank so. you. Of course. Hey, uh, everybody. I just want to let you know I'll be telling uh, a podcast host that he's a fucking <laughs> asshole. If you want to tune in this weekend, you'll really enjoy it. What's yeah, going on well, with Fabalicious? Like, get demoted for like no reason. What's it's going on with Fabalicious? So is he is he getting a job? Have you reached out to him? <clears throat> well, I, no, I can only help him if he's in the Northern California area. Is he on your OnlyFans at least? I don't have one. Oh, okay. I don't think I'll ever have one. Okay. I'll just send him out. All right. Let's remember everybody, and I I don't bring <laughs> this up enough. If you want to send a dick pic to Vic, you can. By signing up for our Patreon, you will get Vic's cell phone number. All right. I don't bring that up enough, do I, Vic? We need to talk about this no, more often. No, 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 no. You don't plug it. All right. Here's more about you, I guess. Hey, Carl. This is me, uh, Snoopy. And I'm just walking home right now. And I had this brilliant idea. 
and uh, I think me and Vic should be the next co-hosts because, like, we've already had Doug and Kaya, but uh, me and Vic are the next. We're the next uh, best thing because no one could tell who was who. I could be a 12-year-old boy or a girl, and she could be a 12-year-old boy or a girl. So I think the thing is, it would be the best podcast ever, because no one could tell who was who. It'd be a jumble fuck. We'd all suck at pulling clips. Uh, that's about it. Um, yeah, calling back. Or, well. What was that person's name? Snoopy? I think so. I, that's okay. No, no, no. You could tell the difference because, like, she's shaking a little bit, but like, I just smile. Is that the difference between your two voices, shaking I versus think smiles? So, but even then, like, you're you're old, so I don't know if it'll register like the ear pitches. So <laughs> I gotta play the beginning of this again. I gotta hear this name. Hey, Carl. This is me, uh, Snoopy. Interesting. All right. Well, you got a voice doppelganger out there. Vic. Yeah, no kidding. Do you think, think that was a female? You think that was a woman? I it, it was one hundred percent was okay. a young female under twenty. Under twenty. That is not our demographic. I, I would know, be like, I would fucking, be shocked. You got those like oh I'm not like other girls type. You know what I mean? <laughs> I can't tell if you're making fun of yourself right now. Uh, kinda. You ooh, I got, I went hard in the paint. <laughs> yeah, yeah, you did. All right, here's another one about you. Don't have Vic on. She's not funny. All right. That's a hot take. Yeah, I think my mom sent me that last week. <laughs> All right. I think I said something stupid on a show. Let's see if I get called out for it. Carl, this is Ian. This is how I talk. So I was listening to one of the podcasts recently. I thought I heard you say gaining the system. Gaining? Gaining the system. Yeah, I must have heard it wrong. I heard it again. <laughs> Twice you said gaining the system. It's not exactly correct. Call me back. Never claimed I was smart. Maybe I did. I can't remember. Hey, Carl. Uh, My name's Pat from Michigan. Uh, Drew a mic listener got turned on you guys recently. Anyway, I had a funny story I thought I'd share with you. You might appreciate. I was in uh, Upper Michigan last weekend. Um, as we call it, up north, and was heading back with like a four-hour drive, and uh, I was touching cotton. So I had to stop at a rest stop, and it was empty except for the stall next to me. There was a guy, <clears throat> excuse me, and he uh, was tapping his foot, and I got a little nervous, not knowing what that meant or didn't know if he needed toilet paper or something to that effect. And, and I uh, asked if I could help him with something, and he said, do you want to come next door and blow me? And uh, I had a panic, but I blurted out, uh, Roger, Roger. And then got out of the stall. I was washing my hands, and the water stopped, and he's like, well, are you coming in or not? And I said, well, I, I said, Roger, Roger. I think he thought I meant, like, affirmative, like I'd be over there to blow him. But I had to explain <laughs> oh to him that... Uh, Roger, Roger meant uh, no thanks, not going to be there, because I learned that on your show. So anyway, I ran out of there, uh, got home safely, didn't blow anybody. So anyway, thought you'd appreciate it. Keep up the good work. 
You know how you know it's a good story? It's when you can picture yourself in that same scenario. Like, we've all been there. And that's what I like about that story. Like, oh, yeah, yeah, that happens. Oh, God. Hey, Vic, who's my favorite voicemail caller of all time? And don't say you. Um, Band practice. That's right! <laughs> What the fuck, Carl? I was in the podcast the other day, and he said, oh, we got new merch. We got new T-shirts and shit. Oh, excited to go see a band practice T-shirt? No. Fucking T-shirt with a dumpster on it. What the fuck, man? <laughs> Listen, Carl, money's tight, man. I need cash. I might might have to do the unthinkable, Carl. I might have to start a podcast. I might have to do it, Carl. <laughs> I'm going to look my wife and kids in the eye and tell them I'm a... All right. Oh, don't let that happen, Carl. Get the t-shirts. I need money. I would listen to Bad guy's podcast. I'm just throwing it I'd out there. I listen to him talk to himself. I would too. I mean, how many catchphrases will he come up with? I don't know. Dozens? Hundreds? Uh, just one. Or maybe it's just, just the gonna one. It's just going to be the band practice. He'll fizzle out by 50. <laughs> Episode 50 will fizzle out? <laughs> yeah, 100%. <laughs> I love it. All right. Vic, thanks for coming on the show. What did I forget to talk about today? Anything? Uh, I don't know. I went through a breakup recently. Oh, your boyfriend dumped you? Mm, no, I dumped him. Yeah, and that's what they always say. And then he sent me like a, ooh, get back together with me text. Oh, yeah? yeah? So Vic is single, and you can get her cell phone number by going to <laughs> patreon.com slash whoarethesepodcasts. That's good news. How do you feel about this? Is it, is it the pandemic that tore you two apart? no um it was really weird it was really weird it, he had like i don't know like some crackhead energy like he's fucking like rubbing his face at weird times and then he'd like make a weird noise and like that just like ooh, it sunk in i was like ooh, i really fucking hate that you are setting up i'm gonna have at least a dozen voicemails talking about who gives a shit about vic and her fucking ex-boyfriend <laughs> You're setting me up for way more work to do next week, which is fine. We're going to do a bonus episode Wednesday night, I, I think 9 o'clock Eastern, if you want to come and check that out. I'm going to be on that uh, that show, uh, Grumpy Old Ben's, on Friday. We'll do another podcast next weekend. Vic will give us a update on her relationship status. we got a lot going on this, this week coming up. So thanks for hanging out, everybody. Vic, awesome to talk to you as always. Thanks for coming on. Of course. And, Thank you, Carl. And I'm going to do a PJ impression now. Yeah, no one likes this part of the show. You guys should all just kill yourselves. I fucking nailed it, didn't I? Sounded just like him. Mm.